You're listening to 100 Words or Less with Ray Harkins. It's the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it, everybody? And here we are, back for our annual Best Of episode, where we talk about our favorite records of the year with my good friends, Joey Cahill and Jeremy Bohm. Joey Cahill is the proprietor of 6131 Records, as well as the recently celebrated one-year anniversary of Want to Hear It Records, a record store outside the Boston area, and uh, he's done a great job with that, and I'm really proud of him. I'm stoked. And so, yeah, if you're in that area, you need to check out the record store. And uh, Jeremy Bohm, who is the vocalist for Hardcore Stalwarts, I'm going to go ahead and use that word, Stalwarts, right? I think that means you've been around for a long time. (laughs) But Hardcore Stalwarts, Touche Amore, he also plays in Hesitation Wounds, does Secret Voice Records, also does a great podcast called The First Ever Podcast. And if you have not listened to that show and you listen listen to this, you're completely missing out. So go check out his podcast. I, uh, I love what he does. And I'm really proud to uh, yeah watch that thing grow as well. But we've been doing this collectively between the three of us since like the early 2000s. It's absurd that we've been doing this for as long as we have, but we love it. We love talking about our favorite records. And this episode I know is a favorite of, uh, you know, many people who kind of dip into the podcast, uh, you know, don't listen to it on a week to week basis, but then come back for the year long episodes. And if you do that, I highly encourage you because I've had a few guests on every every week this entire year. So we're talking about 50 plus episodes of uh, cool guests. So if you've, uh, you know, fallen out of it, dive back in. There's no, there's no late to the party anymore. So uh, yeah, this is a long one, as you know. So, uh, so strap in and uh, enjoy this best of 2021 episode where we talk about our top 10 favorite records of the year. I love this. Had so much fun. So here we go. here again doing this absolutely ridiculous task of placing numbers next to records and then calling it the best of 2021 <laughs> or whatever i i actually today on twitter i saw someone saying hey don't people shouldn't include numbers with their records anymore because we don't care and i i took offense to that <laughs> this is i will say this year my list is probably the most like sure this is number six yeah yeah, aside from probably my top three, the rest are pretty interchangeable for the most part. I mean, I, I think they always have been obviously arbitrary to ourselves. It's not like we could really articulate the difference between seven and three. Like, it's like, oh, yes, like maybe besides like listening time, <laughs> but like who I mean, no one actually cares besides us, which obviously but, you know, we've got a track record, guys. We got to keep up we've with to stick with it. And I was going to ask, do you know how many years in a row for your podcast we've been doing this now? Yeah, I think it's 2012, I want to say. So this uh, next next year year will be 10 years, which is just hilarious to think about. Was that all 100 100 words or less? No, that's that's just 100 words or less. Yeah. So So if if we're going back to first world problems era, that's like, yeah, we're over 10 years there. Wow. But there was a couple you didn't do because we were we had to have uh, Chris Hansen take your place. (sighs) Yeah, because Jeremy's like busy playing in a band and stuff. Right. And and, and that that's of course Dateline Chris Hansen you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he was like, yeah. come sit over here. So we sat down and recorded a podcast. It was <laughs> You would be you would be surprised with how deep of a punk past he has. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then also there was uh your other friend 
was a part of this. Scott for, Arnold. Scott Arnold. God, I haven't thought of man. Is he all right? You guys keep up with Scott? Yep. Scott's Scott's still good. I mean, we I think I check in with him once a year and he's good. And I'm like, all right, cool. Man. Happy he, to he hear messaged it. me a whole bunch about Survivor when I got into Survivor a few months ago. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'm got glad it. to hear he's doing well. Shout out, Scott yeah. Arnold. And shout out to Survivor. <laughs> well, and he he would always bring the heat in regards to records that all of us were collective groans of just like, what are you talking about, dude? I Come still on. get people will bring up Tim Hecker to me. Same. <laughs> that shit sucks. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, so uh, with that being said, have you noticed? I'll throw it to you first, Joey. Have you noticed? changes in listening habits like what's what's the vibe this year you own a record store now that's different than i definitely listen to more music this year than i have listened to ever shout out to want to hear it records in uh in in what what actual city water waterbury what do we do watertown watertown okay or you say do you need to say watertown what's your accent i'm from california i don't know i don't know i I don't i can't do it (laughs) it's not like philly where it'd be like watertown (laughs) watertown Yeah, get some get some wood ice. Yeah, I listen to a lot of music to the point where I have started to force myself to do theme days because I can't think of things to listen to anymore. Um, So I just that's what I do now. I'm jealous of that, though, because I think probably the we would all agree that we probably had never any other point in our lives listened to as much music as we did is when we all worked at record stores because there always had to be music on. And you're also having to listen to something that your coworker put on. So there's like always that sort of a thing. But yeah, I don't think I have as much music on in my life as I did when I was working at a record store. You know, and, and when it's days when I'm there by myself, which it's now two days a week where I'm by myself and it's like three hours in, I'm just like, oh crap. Uh, <laughs> what do I, what do I play? Well, you're usually there by your, like you said, you're there by yourself too. You're not usually working with somebody else, right? Uh, Yeah. Two days. Saturdays, it's me and Justin, which we get today. Today, I went in and Justin was listening to, he listened to Genesis the whole time I was there. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect perfect vibe. That's tight. Um, Uh, That's all. Well, also, I was going to say, like you're saying, you know, it's like a harder to find something to listen to. Um, I think that's probably, I'm assuming you're listening to like Spotify or are you putting on vinyl? Okay. You don't have have space for it. So I just, no, I understand. So like, that's the other problem with like, I mean, the three of us are, are also vinyl hoarding psychopaths where like, I often have a hard time deciding what I want to listen to because there's just, it's like, there's some, there's a lot of options. Spotify is the same way. Whereas like, I think when we were all working in a record store in that era, it was like, oh, it has to be a used CD or a CD that's at least opened that I could play. Yeah. A promo so, copy, right? Yeah, exactly. So like that at least dwindled it down a little bit to like what's available around me, you know? But when, yeah, I have everything at my fingertips. And if I'm like, I want to listen to this one thing that's not on Spotify, I can just go to YouTube yeah. and- connect it that way and it's like i can literally listen to anything yeah so yeah that makes there's yeah it makes it a little little hard sometimes totally which how yeah. what about what about your listening habits jeremy because you i mean you well listening habits for one and then how weird was it to tour because we haven't caught up about i mean i, I don't need you to you know litigate yeah. your entire tour experience but yeah no oh that's what i was going to bring up if anything was different uh this year uh, was that I got to be on the road again. And with that, I got to listen to music while I was driving, um, which was nice because I haven't really been, you know, 
home so much. So like I haven't been doing long drives. So I can't really take in records as I'm like going into like doing my five minute drive to, you know, Starbucks. So, um, yeah, it was nice to to do that. Um, and also just like sitting in the van while other people are driving and me not wanting to listen to Clayton's MLB podcast or something that he's listening <laughs> to in the van. So like, yeah, it's like, OK, well, you know, so for that, I got to dive into some of these records that are on my list this year uh, a little more, you know, so. A little, little nice. deeper than you normally would. A little deeper, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, I'm still. I when I'm home, I still listen to vinyl more than I do streaming. Like I did my Spotify rap thing, which I won't be posting because Touche was number one because I had to relearn songs. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of that, and then also some of the covers that we did this year. Like those are also my top songs because I had to listen to those so many times. So it's just like this isn't very exciting. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah like. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so, oh, so, but I mean, like, I, th- I think this year was the most amount of time I've had listening on Spotify, which was like twenty thousand hours or or something like that. Is yeah, that was, sorry, twenty thousand minutes? Twenty thousand yeah, minutes. That's 20, right. Minutes, hours yeah. is crazy. <laughs> what am I thinking? Twenty thousand minutes. I looked at mine and it was ninety percent kid songs because I realized I don't listen to music when I'm home. Yeah. Or, so yeah, I'm gonna do it at the store and curious to see. Uh, what yeah, my, I, I share my account with my child and he listens to music as he goes to bed. And so my number one stream song is a Legend of Zelda song, which is great. And so, yeah, it's, but I, I have listened to 42,000 hour or minutes of minutes. music. But a lot of that is also based on the fact that he listens to it for a good hour and a half as he goes to bed. And then I eventually turn it off. But right. Yeah, it's but yeah, I just I also don't want to post uh, my Spotify raps because it just feels I don't know. I just feel I, it's I feel incorrect. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I just feel weird about it too, where I'm just like, "Hey, let's celebrate how no one gets paid from this thing." But I listen to you a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's a weird thing for bands. Like we, I hope I uh, we all were just together uh, like an hour ago, um, the whole band, and we, and I, I once I left, I was like, "Oh shit!" I could look at our artist Spotify rap thing, and it's like you're con- you're conflicted because you're like on the money side, you're like, "Yeah, this is." wow, I don't think we got paid appropriately for this. But on the other side, you're like, well, this is also really nice to see and flattering and all that sort of stuff too. So I can't, I'm not really, you know, can't be really no, mad it, at it. This is coming from a band that like we leaked our own records before <laughs> before they were released. So, you know, we, we never really thought too far ahead about financial. Shout anyway. out it leaked.com. Yeah. Great website. Yeah. Great website. But yeah. I mean, it, but I, it is cool to look at those stats just from a like reach perspective in regards to like, dude, I can't believe that, you know, we got like eight hours of listen time in Iceland or whatever. And it's like, oh, that's, for sure. you know, that's cool to feel like the world is smaller because of it. But then, yeah, you're like, oh yeah, we also received not even a fraction of a penny for any of that. <laughs> and, and this year they like said certain things about, uh, like there was new analytics, you know, it was like, you got added to this many playlists and things like that. You're like, oh, that's nice. That's yeah. really flattering. That's good, right? I yeah, mean, we're just we're just creepily following everybody. It's totally yeah. fine. It's consent. Uh, and, and also, just uh, to, the tour was fun. It was cool. It was, you know, we were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was it, uh, we, was did, it we, weird playing again? Wasn't weird. It was. Uh, I I will say that I was very anxious uh, leading up to that first show, not for like safety stuff necessarily, but more so like, do I still like this? Will I still enjoy this? Will it still feel the same? Will I still get the same feeling out of it? And, um, you know, like it was like after the first block of songs at Furnace Fest, I just like, I was just grinning like an idiot. And I was like, okay, I still like this. This, yeah, is, nice. like, this is cool. <laughs> I'm okay with this. This isn't so bad. 
Um, and just obviously getting to play songs off Lament Live was really, really fun. Um, as Joey, I saw Joey when uh, when I was in Massachusetts. So like, as, as most people would expect, like we can't, we couldn't really like hang out with anybody but, um, unless it was outside. So like, I met up with Joey and Nicole like outside, and we just like took a walk for a little bit, which was really nice. But during a Red Sox playoff game, oh, yeah, really chill. I, that yeah, went into extra across the, yeah, across the street from the venue. So yeah. literally, we're talking. I hear the game-winning home run, and I was like, "Gotta call an Uber." <laughs> See you, bud. Yeah, and I, I didn't even tell man. The walk back was it was like walking. I mean, it was like swimming upstream. It was just like walking through the thickest crowd of excited Red Sox fans. I was just like, and almost so many fights that were about to break out. Yeah, a friend of mine stayed was at the show left like three quarters of the way through thrice as the game was ending. Ubers were like $60 and took like over an hour to get one. And finally he just was like, I'm going to, I think just take a cab or I like just, I'm going to go back into the show. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Yeah. It was a a hectic situation for sure. Before Um, before we move on to our list, how is it selling music, Joey? Like in the, in the way that I know that, all of us have done where it's like, Oh man, like we start to get to know these people that come into the record stores. And like, has that sparked any, um, any, uh, joy in you to be able to be like, Hey child, listen to this record. Yeah. It's, it's been really like, there's, it's, it's interesting. There's less, I remember at bionic playing something and being like, what is this? And then instantly buying that there's less of that. Okay. Um, feel like, you know, more of an agenda, but you know, it, it's been really interesting. Like so many people being like, I started get collecting records when we were stuck at home and seeing like, who's kind of stuck with it over the past year and a half. And then like, I was talking to someone today actually about like, you know, there was a Adele got a bunch of, a bunch of crap for 500,000 copies of her new record, which not her fault and whatever, but uh, it's like, if you go to target and see an Adele record and that's the first record you buy, like I'm not mad at that. If like, if that's how you get into vinyl, like, like all these Taylor Swift issues, like we sold a crap load of them. And it's like, these are people who probably aren't avid vinyl collectors who are now, you know, if that's your gateway, like it's been really interesting to see like that kind of stuff. sell. yeah, I could, I I could totally say it's what, yeah. You bring up the Adele being, yeah, I was, I was joking with someone on, on the, the show recently where I was like, we, I think it was with Kat, the episode that came out today from uh, from Scowl, where it's like, yeah, we all joke. Like last year or a couple of years ago, it was the Beatles, and now Adele is the boogeyman, as if like it's Adele's agenda to make fun. Yeah. Like, no, Adele there's not a care. There's yeah, not an entire corporation behind her that is making these decisions. Yeah. Like Adele wasn't calling Pirates Press. <laughs> and, and look, I own a record label. If if there was a if one of my records first first press 10 percent of that like let's go like yeah yeah I don't, like i you know whatever it's no, i'm i'm with you there and if it, it is a gateway for people that's great and look we the three of us have talked about it over the years like we thought this vinyl wave had crested probably three times now and, and it's still going and if, it is and if, crazy yeah like, it's, the, it's the only medium that still like engages people in a real way from it not only collector perspective but then you know to everything that we're talking about of like an actual tangible product 
And also like talk, you know, from uh, having friends who work at Amoeba now that they've like reopened and everything like that. The funniest thing, uh, which makes total sense with all these people who got into it over the pandemic is, um, which I'm sure you're dealing with this, Joey. Every record store is dealing with it where everyone's like, we cannot keep classics in stock. Nope. Like, and, and then they're, they're hard. Go- to, yeah. They're hard and to they're find. Gone. Yeah. I was telling like Nirvana, never mind. A record to me that should just forever be in print. Yeah. We've been able to get it once. It was the 30th anniversary. We got a bunch of them in, sold out, and it's gone again. Yeah. So it's like, we now have bootlegs of Nevermind because it's the only way we can like get copies of that record. Yeah. Like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it, yeah. It's like, and also records that the three of us who have been collecting vinyl for 20 years know that like, oh, you could just go to a, you can go to any used record store and find this for like 10 bucks. But people are like, yeah, I'm going to spend $35 on this ACDC back in black record. Like, yeah. I, I was pretty, you can not- find that for $7 for sure. Yeah. I wasn't like resistant on, we just, it's a really small space. Yeah. But, uh, so I was like, I don't, I just don't want to become like that. You know, the record store was just like tons of like, just like all classic rock. And it's like, I finally have got to the point where I was like, okay, we keep getting stuff in. And so we have a small section for it. And it's like, that stuff, if I post a video of like classic rock, it people like come out of the woodworks for it. Like that stuff still. Joey, when you and I were were kicking around the idea of opening up a shop here in LA years ago, uh, the guy I remember talking to people over at record stores across, you know, the country just because I've befriended so many of them from being a regular at this point, basically. But like the thing I heard over and over from shops from whether it was Florida to Seattle to wherever. I remember the guy who who ran Aerozame, which or not Aerozame, Aeros. I think it was Aerozame. Aero, Aero yeah, song, Kingsville, right? Yeah, I can't remember. Aero something. Uh, Aerozame. That's yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the guy who ran that shop was like, I was like, do you have? I was like, just quick question, like, do you? What is your advice for opening up a record shop? And he said, don't resist classic rock. It's always going to sell. Always sell classic rock. He's like, I. And he said the same thing. He was like, when we started the store, we wanted it to be a punk shop. And he was like, and then. You're always going to get the people who walk in off the street who don't follow you yep. on Instagram, who just want to so, buy a record and they want to buy Thin Lizzy. They want to buy Led Zeppelin. Name, like, yeah, yeah, a record store. And like, yeah. you have to be able to, I mean, th- that's why it's like, you see, <laughs> I always remember like when I had SoundScan access, when I worked at Century Media and looking like it made me laugh so much of like looking at how much like Metallica's Black Album sold week over week. And I was just like, <laughs> Who doesn't have this record now? Yeah. And it's like, yes, you understand the logic of like, oh yeah, young kids or whatever. But it's just like, how is Green Day's Dookie still selling like twenty thousand copies a week or whatever? It's crazy. But like, that's it, it, you. You exactly have to hit not only the younger kids, but then people who are just like, oh yeah, like I need that record. And or there's having a record to replace store. it. Yeah, yeah. or having to replace it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, let's uh, let's get into our list, gentlemen. Uh, how about uh, you know? How about we do ten? Does that sound good? <laughs> 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 or maybe it was hard to get to get up to 10 this year, according to our, uh, you know, our, 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 our texts text off air. Um, <clears throat> Joey, would you like to kick us off with your number 10? Sure. My number 10, and I will say is number 10 because it came out last Friday. Uh, <laughs> it potentially maybe be a little higher if it came out earlier, uh, is the chisel retaliation. Um, there, are you familiar with the chisel? No. Hit me. They're like, like a UK punk band. It's members of Chubby and the Gang, uh, Town okay. Court, Violent Reaction. Like they're in that world. They've done a few singles. And then their first LP came out 
on the 26th of November and it's just a straight ripper. It's great. Is it similar to those bands? It's, well, no, yes, it's, it's kind of what I think I wanted the new chubby record to sound like, which I like, but not as much as the first one. Um, can you say this record replaced the chubby record on my top 10 potentially? Um, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's like a good mixture of punk oi, like just fast, hardcore. It's great. But I mean, all those dudes who are in all those bands, all the bands kind of sound sort of the same. Right. Very similar this vibe. Is, this is just another one. And they've been like, their singles have been so good that, yeah, I was looking forward to this and was not disappointed. Who put it out? Uh, God, I'm going to, La Vida in, uh, what is the, um, I have it right here. And I close fucking Spotify. God damn it. <laughs> it's um, a label that puts out a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, La Vida en Us Mus Discos. Okay. Okay. It's not that, because I know the, the I mean, I, I got onto Chubby just because of you. Um, and I really like the new record. But yeah, it's uh, the Par- Parisian Records, I think, was the one that released Parkson. it. Parkson. Parkson, yes. Um, yeah. But this is, this is a UK label that, I mean, this is what they the stuff they do is just like fast hardcore. Got it. Yeah. Sick. Check it out. Um, are we doing the, Oh yeah. Toss it. Ray. All right, let's go. Number 10 for me. This is a record I probably listened to the most, even though it's number 10, like, which I guess maybe doesn't. Well, I, there's logic behind it. Teenage wrist. The earth is a black hole. I'm sure. I presume you guys have at least heard of the band. Yeah. That is a record that Craig, who works at the store, plays a lot. And at first I was like, I don't know if I like this. And then I was like, this kind of sounds like Third Eye, Bl- Third Eye Blind. And then it went from that to, this sounds like Third Eye Blind. This is awesome. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that record. It's, yeah, like I, the the first record that came out in Epitaph, like, I don't know, two or three years ago. Like, I, I, I like certain songs of it. It was called Neon Black Jesus or I can't, Neon Jesus or something. I don't know, something like that. But um this to me is like uh it's got a lot of shoegaze in it it's got just it like the hugest choruses and like this is not a pejorative like it sounds like hoobastank at their best <laughs> i know again that's not a pejorative i i i, I say that affectionately um but it, it, they just um yeah you think hits right it's all right I know. I just, I just want to make sure. Cause I know, I, 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 I know Jeremy maybe doesn't ride the, the only one like, judging right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But they just, they, um, they combine a lot of different elements. Honestly, I didn't think of the third eye blind comparison, but now you say that. That's like like, all I hear to the point where Craig then put on third eye blind self-titled and it didn't even dawn on me. Third eye blind. I was like, this song, this is a third eye blind song. And he's like, no, wow. this is third eye blind. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen them yet, um, but uh, and then one of the dudes that left uh, does this band called uh, it's like Heavenward, I want to say that's just like total you know like dream pop shoegaze stuff. But anyways, like Teenage Wrist just is, is, exists in this really cool world that it's like you know say nothing was like hey we want to be like less o- esoteric and our artist <laughs> like artistic we're just gonna like write straight radio bangers. Um, that's kind of where Teenage Wrist would would land. So I really enjoyed that record a lot. Jeremy, awesome. what, is, what is your number 10? <laughs> so it's funny, you know how we were saying like, oh, it's hard to come up with your 10 or whatever. And then when it came to like what my number 10 would be, there was like three different records. I was like, <laughs> oh, these are all kind of interchange. Like, so I had to, I just made a, the decision I went with was a band. I landed on this because I was like, 
I just love this band and I love their other records a whole lot. So they win the number 10 spot, which is uh, a record that recently came out, which is the new Mac Taverscan record called uh, For Alting, which uh, really I just really good up. record. Yeah, it's called, I guess, translated as for everything. Um, it's on Run for Cover. Uh, I've been writing for this band for a long time. The record, the wow. second record, which Run for Cover Whoa. was the first one Run for Cover put out, is unbelievable. Flawless. Yep. So. Such a good band. Um, I remember I liked the third record. It didn't stick with me too much, but this new one I really, really, really like. Um, and I've been listening to it a ton since it uh, since it arrived in the mail. Um, been able to see them twice, but it's been quite a few years. Uh, the last time I saw them, they played. They it was the first day of their tour, and they played at the Smell here in Rough LA. First start. Wow. Yeah, and they <laughs> they had the thing where they flew in that morning. Oh. Played that night, and the singer had like, uh, I want to say, maybe like uh, it wasn't laryngitis, but it was like definitely had a a a throat sickness that she was having a hard time with, and and you know it's always it's always hard when you see a band and like you could tell that this like or maybe you can't really tell that the singer's going through it, but they keep talking about it, and you're just like. It's okay. Like we're all here for you. We're gonna get through this. Yeah, but, uh, let's, we're yeah. rallying around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I can understand that nervousness. It's like you're exhausted, and then you're also not feeling well or whatever. So um, I do hope I get to see them again because it's yes, yeah, that's probably it's probably been like five years since that show or something. I was I saw them a bunch at South by Southwest that year. Didn't they? And they were great. Yeah. But didn't they? Didn't they play Calif- like California again with self defense? Self defense, and they played. That was that was the first time. That was the first time I saw them. And then they came back. Oh, and they came back and played the smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that first time, yeah, I drove to San Diego just because that was the closest they were coming uh, with self-defense. And I was like, I just. I saw them at, I thought they played like that weird upstairs room at Jules Catch One. No. Oh, maybe they did. And maybe I was like. You might have just been gone because I don't remember you being there. It was some weird. Yeah. yeah. But great band. So, yeah, if you haven't checked out their uh, their new record, um, I always my bold claim always is that they're they're my favorite run for cover band, which I know is a really big statement. But uh, I stand by it. Uh, It's it's also my way of saying, like, listen to this band to people who haven't like they are so, so good. I also really like their other band, West Coast, which hasn't had anything in kind of a minute. But yeah, that's a really good record. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny now that like I'm I'm owning a record store i kind of forgot this record came out because the vinyl was delayed from like right. it was like staggered like yeah. i mean technically like the vinyl from our distributor doesn't even come till like next week i ended up getting copies from whatever yeah no one cares but like so i forgot it was out and then i was like at the store t- this tuesday and was just like oh crap yeah, listen to that record so yeah. i finally listened for the first time good yeah ex- i want to listen to it more and i do think it's gonna is will stick with me more than the third one yeah uh, i i yeah uh the third song is incredible i'll say that so yeah. it's a real easy listen too it's like one of those records where it's like you're done and you're like okay cool i can go back totally totally all right joey what's your number nine um, oh do i do or do i do two you, I do yeah, two? you do number nine yep okay uh so i am pretty new to this record that so i just had dinner with our uh collective mutual friend i believe uh matt mcgreevy uh, from Epitaph, had dinner with him the other night, and uh, he was like, "Yo, what records are you missing? Like, let me give you a stack of records." So I, I asked for a couple things. He then threw in a bunch of stuff. So I, I've been going through it, and a record that I think is unbelievable, which I haven't stopped listening to, is a record by Curtis Harding. Uh, he's like an arm, like a soul singer. It's like it came out on Anti. 
um it's just like straight soul so if like you liked you know like uh any of the other more modern like a leon bridges kind of thing yeah Yeah, like like that but it's got a little bit more like it's got some like psychedelic elements it's got a little more rock to certain parts it's got a it's got like some hints of of uh even a little elements of hip-hop here and there but it's just a really really good soul record so um it's called uh if words were flowers and uh yeah i recommend it it's like I haven't had a, a a soul record that I've been aware of this year that has been pushed on me or anything like that to to check out. So this just like filled in that gap for me. So yeah, Curtis nice. Harding, it's on Anti, really really good. I nice. just lo- I, I love. I mean, Anti obviously is an amazing label, but it's like I because they release such a diverse roster of bands. It's like or artists that I'm not like I don't. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, I don't follow the pulse, but then it's like anytime I check out a like artist I've never heard of, that's on Anti. I'm just like oh. Like, I mean, this is good. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, that, that, that's why they released it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is one of those things. I know the artwork on it's really great, too. Here we go. The holidays are right on top of you. And that means you need to go post haste to rockabilia.com. And there you can find all of the items that you can possibly want for the gifts in your late gift giving season. But use the promo code 100 words or less. That gets you 10% off your order. They will ship it to you as soon as humanly possible to get there in time for the holidays. Of course, you know, you might have to pay a little extra to get that shipping cost up, but that's neither here nor there. What Rockabilia does is they provide you high-quality, officially licensed band merch. They have, this is the truth, I went onto their website, and they have bar stool sets. So, like, you can have straight-up Iron Maiden bar stools. It's unbelievable the amount of stuff that they have. But like I said, it's all officially licensed. They will get it shipped out to you as soon as humanly possible. I love this company. I love what they do. They have supported this podcast for a long time, and I am internally grateful for them. And that is why you should go to rockabilia.com, have fun on the website, buy all the gifts, have them shipped to you, and then look like the coolest person at your Christmas holiday. So again, Promo code 100 words or less, 10% off your order. And thank you, Rockabilia, for your continued support. All right, Joey, what's your number nine? My number nine is a record from a local band out here. Uh, they're called Kittner. The record's called uh, Shake the Spins. Um, their band, I'd never heard of them. They're a local band. I saw their name on a few shows. Um, and like trying to like, you know, be a record store guy and keep my ear to the ground. And like, I saw people tweeting about or posting like about this, you know, Oh, Kittner put out a new single. And I was like, Oh, I'll check it out. And I was like, Oh shit, this is really good. Got the records for the store. It's on like a, a label on Western mass called relief map. And it's great. Like, I guess they've been a band for a few years, but their first LP, I think um, it reminds me of get up kids on a wire meets Limbeck. Hi, everything's great. Ooh. Like, so it's, it's, I don't, it's just it's kind so of it's blew me like away. Bit, it's got like some twang to it then. Yeah. But also, I mean, like it has that like early two thousands, you know, air quotes, emo sound. Sure. Um, you, you could call uh, it emo. That's not a, that's not I a bad know, word. But it's like, I, I, I assume most bands are like, we're not an emo band. Yeah. But yeah, but you are, yeah. but, but, <laughs> It's great. Like, um, I've yet to see him. Hopefully, I'll see him soon. Um, they're, I think, gonna hopefully, we're, we now that we figured out how to do in stores, we're doing like a year anniversary party and uh, 
they're going to play acoustic that day. So that'll be cool. Um, awesome. Yeah. But press the, pressing the flesh with your local bands. Love to yeah, hear it, Joey. Um, trying, but yeah, this record's fantastic. And I, they seem like they're getting bigger shows in Boston and hopefully the reach keeps growing for them. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Kittner, shake the spins. Right. Sweet. Number nine for me, uh, is a non-local band is a band from South Korea called slant a slant record uh this is a hardcore but i the, the name of the record is in kanji so i don't know what it says oh, because because we'll be talking about this record i did the research oh please please uh, from what i've gathered the the translation stands for album one album one honestly i had one listed because that was like the, what i could tell from my yeah. online no i went so far as breaking trying to break down the symbols in like i found like the korean alphabet i was like trying to like break it down to figure it out i was like i can't i don't know what i'm doing so yeah. then i just like found kept digging deeper into interviews and like articles and finally found one that said that's what it's translated to yeah i had no well that's good thank you for the education uh yeah so slant like they are a yeah just a absolutely pissed off raging hardcore band female uh vocalist um, four piece, if I'm not mistaken, from the live videos that I've watched from them on YouTube. Uh, it, it just, it reminds me of the era of the early 2000s, like Jelly Roll Rockheads, like all the fast core stuff, but just like the recording is spectacular. So it's not like they're recording in a, you know, tin shed, like many of those bands did. Um, and it's it like, just, look, yeah. What? I was saying, again, we'll get to it later, but like, when does it like look back and laugh in a way? Very, very good comparison. And it just, wow. it, yeah, it hauls ass. You heard this I, record, Jeremy? I haven't. Oh my god! You would like, yeah, you would like right up my alley. It I, it every, rips. Everybody that like I have either shown to or shared it is just like it, it. It catches you immediately within thirty seconds. You're just like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is mine. Ten songs, sixteen minutes. Yep. Just yeah. What's the name of the? Oh, it said one, but it's yep. not going to help me anything. It's on Iron Lung. Oh, yeah. okay. I was going to say, how am I going to find this thing? Yeah, you're gonna find it pretty easily. Yeah, Iron Lung. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely it's, adore the record. And just it, like I said, it really reminded me why I obviously like fast hardcore. I'm just like, oh, this is great. Way I will. I will say, and you know, no, well, I guess I'm gonna start spoiling things, but I don't know if it's just because I had a harder time finding stuff I liked this year, or you know, I feel like with the pandemic, I went back to like '90s Fat and Epitaph stuff. Like there are three records on my top ten that are just fast hardcore records. I was like, I don't remember the last time I had three, let alone two, one, like just fast hardcore records. Damn, I just looked on Discogs and this record's already expensive. (laughs) It's almost like third or fourth press. Yeah, Yeah. like like, uh, maybe just because they're only showing the first pressings or something like that, but it it looks like they're they're all like 50 bucks. Wild, wild. Yeah, I'm uh, color me interested. I I, I would call it a blind buy. You don't even need to listen to it. (laughs) Yeah, You'll be like, okay, this is mine. This album cover's familiar from people posting it earlier this year because it, it looks like it came out it, early this year. I right? think it literally came out or started. I think it came out on Bandcamp. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, like Spotify, April or May. Like, no, yeah. like January. Oh, really? Okay. I think the Bandcamp might have been January, and that's when I was like, started like compiling my list earlier in the year. I was like, God, is this 2020 or is it technically 2021? And <laughs> yeah. I think it just, yeah, yeah. But hell yeah. Way to, way to go, fast hardcore band from South Korea. Love it. Can't wait for you to come over here so I can yeah. 
so I can stand in the back. Exactly. So I can calmly, yeah, I can calmly watch you in the back. Uh, my number eight record, because this will boomerang back around, uh, is a band. Uh, this record recently came out, like last month, but it just like completely floored me. It's a band called Glassing from Austin, Texas. The record is called Twin Dream. I literally never heard of the band before. Um, I uh, got keyed into it via Decibel, and it basically it's a combo of like Pelican, uh, This Will Destroy You. Uh, pianos become the teeth like it is this like i want to say it's about it's like a nine ten song record you know like 50 some odd minutes like relatively long songs um but like relatively long songs well compared to the slant record very much very long songs um you said it's glassing glassing yes g-l-a-s-s-i-n-g and this is not their first release like they've they've been kicking around since like 2016 2017 from austin uh came, came out a label called brutal panda records which is an amazing label name oh, yeah. um and uh yeah i just immediately captured and was like oh wow like this reminds me of everything that like i worshipped in the early 2000s except you know done with a modern twist there's like a little black metal post-rock everything that i personally like so yeah, like you, Joey, with the record that came out last week, I was just like, I can't not put this in here because I just <laughs> immediately started to listen to it and just like powered its way into my rotation. So yeah, nice. the glassing record. Jeremy, what do you got for number eight? For number eight, I got the Converge record, Blood Moon. Um, this uh, it's only been available for a little while. Um, I had I interviewed Jake um, a couple weeks back, or a couple because. Time flies. I guess like two months, maybe two months ago. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh. And he sent me the record right after the conversation, which I was pretty amped on, just because you know I, I wasn't expecting him to do that. And uh. So that was like one of the first records that we listened to in the van, um. Like collectively on the drive out to start that tour. Um. And it was just like a fun thing to do with everybody. Um. I think it has some really solid moments. Uh. Some really really interesting parts um some parts connect with me more than others uh but the parts that do connect i feel pretty strongly about so um it's a converge record so it's it's probably going to make my list regardless but uh so there you go still you know they're still good at what they do and uh it's obviously a departure from what a normal converge record would be but um they're with you know the working with steve brodsky it's like somebody they've worked with in the past and you can tell is probably also kind of been a auxiliary member of theirs anyway because he's popped on records here and there he was obviously in the band for when forever comes crashing um but what i find cool about the record is that like when it's like a chelsea part chelsea wolf or or whether it's a brodsky part or whatever you can really hear their personalities in it as opposed to often with like sort of, even though this isn't really considered a super group record because it's under Converge, like a lot of times with super groups, um, it still feels formulaic to like whoever the main songwriters are. This feels like everyone kind of has their own piece in it, which is cool to kind of hear. Um, it's definitely a listening experience. And uh, I know it's had some sort of divided reactions to it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I always stand by like, my favorite art is the kind of art that you can argue about. So um, I enjoy it. And I think it's cool. So um, it's, it's earned my, it's earned my love. So there you go. Converge blood moon. What's funny is uh, again, the vinyl's not coming out till June. Yeah. I forgot to listen to this record because it was not in my face. Um, yeah. yeah. This is a reminder for me to go listen to it. 
I really, I, I enjoyed the record as well. I was torn about it. It did not make my top 10, but it definitely, um, you know, it easily could have been in there if I obviously didn't place any of these other records in there because it was, it, 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 it I mean, honestly, I, I viewed it more as like a split, even though it was, you know, not labeled as such, but it's just like, it feels like you said there, there are distinct parts that you can tell people's fingerprints are all over it in a good way that it still embodies both of what they're doing. And like, that is such a hard thing to do. Cause it's like, you know, I mean, you've obviously worked on, you know, collaborative projects and, collaborative records and stuff and it's like it's really difficult to not just be like oh yeah well here's the music from this person and the vocals of this person and then have that blend seamlessly it's so hard and it it can't go with without being mentioned that uh obviously kurt blue is an incredible uh producer engineer but this record sounds fucking insane like it's it's his i might i i feel like it's his uh it's his pinnacle you know like it is the best sounding record that I've heard him do, which, which is like, I, I didn't think I wouldn't think at this point, you know, like this, something like that would stand out because everything he does sounds so great, but this like, like it's like hits you also. One of the things that was said aloud in the van when it, when it first happens is like converge with keyboards. I'm fucking in. It yeah. sounds so like how, how a band could somehow like arguably one of the heaviest bands of all time could somehow get heavier by adding a keyboard, you're just there's certain parts when it drops, you're just like, oh yeah. my Oof. god. Oof. Yeah. Do you know if they plan I know they dub like festival dates and stuff, but do they I don't see why they wouldn't tour it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean it might be tough given everyone's schedules, maybe, but they yeah. you know, who who's to say? They as we know, Converge, one of the things that say they seem to really get off on is um when they put out a new record that that's what they play when they tour. You know, yeah. yeah, like they're just like, oh, you want to come see Converge? You're gonna hear the new record, yeah. and much to maybe... the chagrin of, uh... yeah, yeah. saddest day, humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I'd love to see a lot. I mean, I'm. I wonder if they're going to be doing. No, they're not because they're doing Jane Doe. I was going to say at the Decibel Fests, but no, they're doing yeah. Jane Doe. So, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, there you go, uh, Joey. What's your number eight? Um, my number eight was a surprise for me. Um, so that's fun. Uh, the war on drugs. I don't live here anymore. Good ass record, dude. Uh, a band I've always kind of liked. I really liked the last one was pretty good. And the one before it, I think it was still on secretly Canadian at that point. Uh, I really liked, and just kind of was, there was always a band that like, yeah, they're a band. Uh, they had their beef with Mark Kozilek, which I always thought was funny. Um, but this record's incredible. Like it's kind of the, yeah, I got a bunch of great reviews and I was like, I need to listen to it. And then I I really just like I put it on for a second and I got out of the car. I kind of just, <laughs> so this is reminding me to listen. I to mean, it. it's a long record. I mean, I, I made fun of Ray's hour long record like this record, I think, 50 something minutes also. Oh, yeah, um, dude. No questions asked. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, you know, the only thing I ever think it sounds like is Tom Petty, but I don't know if they actually sound like Tom Petty. There was I saw a tweet that was like, can people please stop comparing the new war on drugs to Steely Dan? I'm trying to get my wife to listen to it. I feel like that's a pretty good uh, description of the record. Um, it's a great, it's a great hangout record too. Like if you are, I, I was up in big bear with some of our, our mutual friends and like we put that record on as we were playing like, you know, Uno or whatever. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, it is the best. And it's like, then you hear certain parts. You're just like, hell yeah. Like it's super catchy. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, I mean, it, I always find it crazy. Like, or like you don't find like, I don't expect to like really get into a, ba- a band on their fifth record. 
<laughs> like a lot of times it's like a band does five records. Like I'm out. Like yeah. that's a lot of work. And I don't really necessarily see myself really going backwards and digging into the back catalog, but I like a couple of records. And then this one's just great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very solid. Clayton great. and Tyler are, are in with them. Like they, they'll play those records in the van. And uh, I don't think this one had come out yet when we were still out. So this is like super new. It's like two weeks. It's, fairly, old, it's like about a month old, month and a half. Yeah. maybe. Okay. So it might've had just come out or something like that. But uh, I always got this record and the new killers record confused. Cause like <laughs> All, both of them are sort of in the same. Also a banger. Yeah. The new, yeah. The new killers make record. My top 10 this like uh, last year's killers record, but. Yeah, the Killers record sounds like Springsteen, like so much like Springsteen. Do I have tickets to see him next October? You're goddamn right I do. It's funny. Yeah. It sounds like Springsteen through the Gaslight Anthem filter, where I was like, it sounds, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all of that. I was like, okay, I, it's like, this is a sound I'm familiar with, but I'm not mad at it. It's like easy to listen to. Totally. Oh my gosh. It's, especially too, where it's like you hear the, when you hear the singles, like when you listen to a Killers record and you're like, oh, that's the single. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's yeah. what's really exciting. Sure. So number 17. seven, the killers. Um, no, no. Um, it's my number seven. Um, my number seven is another fast hardcore record. Uh, Bootlicker. Self, it's a self-titled record. Um, of the band. Neon Taste, I believe is the name of the label. Neon Taste. Sounds about right. Something like that. Sorry. Um, uh, it's a fast hardcore record. They're from Canada. It sounds like, to me, early fucked up with Ben Cook from No Warning singing, and yeah, that that's pretty much it. I I don't. Wow! So I, I, I didn't know I didn't know that Ben Cook was singing. That's cool. Uh, he's not. It just sounds like him. Oh, it sounds like okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a kind. Of, it's like it, it. It's it's not like a Ben Cook knockoff, but like that's the vibe I get. It's like okay. heavier right. vocals on just like fast, like a fast punk record. Damn. Um, haven't heard that either. I'm out of the loop. I'm uncool. Uh, I recommend uh, owning a record store. I saw a bunch of people talking about this record and I was like, well, I need this for the store. And like the yeah. artwork's awesome. Like it's just great. Um, yeah. I hope they tour. Um, I think they're from like Western Canada. So I hope they make it to the East Coast. But, you know, yeah. How I, I I didn't catch how long is the record because apparently oh. that's a theme we're talking about. It's either really long or really short here. Uh, it's like twenty minutes. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, bootlicker. Let's go. All right. <laughs> um, Jeremy, number seven. My number seven. There seems to be a we're all talking about. It seems like we all kind of maybe maybe we all had more aggressive records on our list this year. Okay. Uh. Uh, the new Full of Hell record, uh, Garden oh. of Burning Apparitions. You know, I've always liked Full of Hell. Uh, well, I, I started really, really liking them um, with the uh, trumpeting record. The, the, yeah. The, yeah, that that was a record that like clicked with me. And uh, I've really, you know, enjoyed what they do. But there's this style of like, you know, really, really like death metal-y uh, you know, whatever. I don't even know if we'd call them a hardcore, but I don't think we call them a hardcore. Grind anymore. Core, like yeah, grind exactly. core. Yeah. Well, you know, all of those things. Um, it's not something I often throw on all the time because it's just so abrasive, but like, I don't know. I just was in the mood for it this year. So like, I found myself listening to it a lot. Um, 
it's just yeah it's it's also you know the songs are so such quick bursts of like fuck that uh <laughs> yeah if i'm just you know driving to go uh pick up some lunch throw that on for that you know eight minute drive 10 minute drive it's just it was very satisfying so play some play some blast beats yeah, yeah exactly as you know um i love their aesthetic i love that they always go to mark mccoy to design their records <coughs> the records always sound solid um so yeah i i really appreciated uh this coming out this year and for um being one of the more aggressive things that i listen to so shout out full of hell keep up the good work i appreciate you i've never Me heard too. that band they're, 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 it's just cool because they're all, I mean, they're all like old hardcore kids. I mean, they still listen to hardcore, but like they just, how, um, how like seriously they take their art, but how unseriously they take themselves as people. Like it's just, it's such a cool juxtaposition where they're like, yeah, we understand our name, our band name is full of hell, but like at the same time, like reckon with this. Like this is a huge slab of of you know really aggressive music but it's just like yeah they're but they're just like the sweetest humans so the the thing that dylan and uh their vocalist and i have always bonded over which you guys would bond with them just as much over is uh he's a huge saddle creek head like early saddle (laughs) creek head like like he's he does he does bootleg shirts he was one of the first people i think to like uh within our world or whatever to, to start doing bootlegs and uh yeah, he made he made like a really sick bright eyes bootleg shirt, which like it, it's cooler than any bright eyes merch because bright eyes merch, you know, it, yeah, yeah, exactly, it's not uh-huh. great. So, uh, but yeah, this you know it looks like it's like on a you know like the tannish sort of faded shirt with like natural, for, yeah, yeah, the natural. It, it like looks like a it looks like a like a death metal shirt, but it's a bright eyes. It's, it's, it's kind of almost like this uh, gatekeeper shirt. Yeah, exactly. It's got that natural desert vibe. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, uh, I I I had him on uh, the show. You also had him on the show this this year, right? On your uh, show, was, I think it was last, last year. year. Yeah, I we all, I mean, he, not only does he like Saddle Creek, but just like worships at the altar of metalcore. And I'm just like, oh, dude, you're our people. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's great. He's very like he's there's no air of being too cool about anything. And and like his the whole vibe of that band is like, you know, uh, busting balls and not taking yourself seriously. It's like it's it's uh nice it's a good breath of fresh air with a mm-hmm. with a young especially with a band that you would you, if you just heard them you'd be like oh this band takes themselves very <laughs> fucking seriously well, always, i always liked that about like bands like unearth and kill switch whereas like i don't remember the, any of their names because i haven't seen them or talked to them in more 20 years yeah the, ken ken yeah ken the guitarist yeah Eat a, yeah, eat, a like dick, a, eat a dick with his guitar yeah, yeah. Uh, sweat pamp owners was his solo project i believe oh yeah um, and then like Adam D like just wearing like a speedo like it's like you know these are always like serious metalheads like and then just just having fun like that's I like that yeah yeah they're they're really cool so I'll continue to support them and they're also like doing a really good job of just getting to put out records on like the most credible labels whether you know they started with like a three eighty nine but then like obviously going to like relapse and profound lore and like all that sort of stuff while maintaining the same you know. That's level cool. of seriousness yeah it's cool so shout out full of hell uh ray is it your turn yeah number seven number, number seven this uh this band from the rose city portland called alien boy uh this record is called don't know what i am it came out on get better records uh all queer band from portland basically like i i 100 credit 
the Spotify algorithm for introducing me to their last record that came out in like 2018. It was just one of those songs that was on a random playlist. And I was like, who the hell is this band? This is so good. It's basically just like total, you know, I, I don't want to say power pop cause that makes it sound like, um, or a, a power pop isn't a bad word, but it's not like exactly in that world. It doesn't sound like Weezer. Yeah, thank you. It's not like that, but it has elements of that and, you know, replacements ish type vibe as well. But then also like they just have so much, you know, whatever late nineties emo, um, you know, little Hey Mercedes thrown in there. Hmm. It is such a good record. So fun to listen to it. They've got, they also have like tons of layers on their guitars. So it sounds a little bit different than just kind of like a very straightforward, you know, indie rock emo record from that era um i just love the band and uh yeah i can't wait to see them and they've been i interviewed the singer for an upcoming episode and uh, they've played montana multiple times (laughs) so i'm just like what band plays montana not just accidentally once but continues to go back there and i'm just like it's it's just really cool that's who i know it's true that's true (laughs) (laughs) i forgot you guys did play up there so many times (laughs) times. Uh, we yeah. uh it doesn't matter we're re-announcing that we're, we're we just added a montana show to our spring tour because Hell it's yeah. on the way because we had two days off to do a terrible fucking drive from salt lake to calgary oh. and uh and this show is directly on the way and merrick got a message our, our agent listeners uh got a message from this book promoter being like we'll book this it's in great falls montana i love it it is, I mean, it's directly on the way, but it's like, oh my god! Like uh, a friend mutual, uh, uh, Angela Owens moved to moved to photographer Angela Owens moved to Montana recently, but she moved to oh, oh wow, she moved to uh, to Missoula, and I was like, oh, maybe we can get you know Angela to come out. It'd be nice to see her. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's three hours from Great Falls, Montana. Totally. It's a big ass state. <laughs> it's a big ass state. Um, Has Tisha played Montana? Yeah, we played uh we played Billings. Um it was strange. And uh I also was telling the guys today that we also might get murdered because um I looked up the venue and I think it's brand new, but when you look up the venue on image search, it's um it's just 3D renderings with like Sims looking people in the audience. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Oh, this might we might just be we might be get getting filleted when we arrive. Exactly. I was gonna say it might turn into green room. <laughs> Oh, that's great so well, we'll see yeah. you know we're all like hey it's been a, it's been a few it's been a little while since we've we've done one of these let's let's go let's see what happens let's yeah. see what happens uh, uh we'll be playing the same that we looked at some upcoming shows uh we are sharing the spotlight uh with steve-o <laughs> from jackass fair he'll be, he'll be playing there yeah. uh what's his face from who's in all the adam sandler movies who did deuce bigelow <laughs> Oh, uh, Rob Schneider, uh, Rob Rob Schneider, Schneider will yeah, be headlining yeah. there and then us. So you're in great, you're in great company. Yeah. Great company. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's it a huge a, hardcore scene. Yeah. It does not mean that you are, you know, playing the hits like you're washed up, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to most likely just play two people who are looking for something to do that night and yeah. just get that feeling again. I'm ready. We're ready yeah. to get weird. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah, I, I can connect you to Alien Boy, and they can offer you some t- some some tips, tips on how to play Montana. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that record, you, both you guys, I know would really really enjoy that as well. So yeah, but it, yeah, Alien Boy, don't know what I am. And then um, yeah, number six goes to me. This is another brutal record, and the name of this band is so aggressive. 
Antichrist Siege Machine. Have you guys ever heard of that band? No. No. Okay. And the record is called Purifying Blade. And the record cover is like a knife with a, like the, those spiked handles on it. Oh. I mean, yeah, it's tough. Uh, and when I say tough, like black metal tough. Anyways, it came out on Profound Lore. I'd never heard of this band up until this year. And the, this record I only came out, I want to say September-ish. It's this super interesting combo of, uh, it's not full corpse paint. Like we're talking like a little, like and they're from Richmond, Virginia, which is also interesting. Um, it reminds me of like nails, D beat sort of stuff, but then also like people like us in this digital room, like acrid, it has mm. vibes of that where it's like, I listened to it and I just immediately was like, what the hell is this? Like what? I, this is amazing. And like, there, it, it's, it, there's just so much I enjoyed about this record in a similar way that, you know, the slant record, like I just immediately was taken by it. And then <laughs> it's one of those records too, where it's just like, you know, my wife Kate walks by my office and she's like, what are you listening to? It's just like, it's like, oh yeah, it's a band called Antichrist Siege Machine, and like you know, total satanic lyrics and stuff like that. But it is such a good record. It's so brutal, and I love it. And I, I just can't stop listening to it. So in the same way that the Full Hell record, like that same vibe, like totally just yeah. have that same feeling with that. So yes, Antichrist Siege Machine. If you want some, you know, sa- satanic, acrid influenced <laughs> blast beat hardcore metal whatever you want to call it so yeah that's my number six what do you have jeremy is it oh it's to me okay yeah number six i'm throwing it to you okay um another very brutal record julian baker uh a lot of blast beats yeah a lot of blast beats um yeah uh i the friend of the room big you know put out a put out a Put out a great record. Friend uh, of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. I know uh, this. Uh, Julian had sat on this record for a while um, for it to finally come out. Uh, it's really good. I. Uh, it's got some I of think, my favorite songs from Julian. And, and I think uh, we might talk about it a little bit later. We might talk about it a little later. Okay. So yeah, uh, this we're now in the territory where like all of these records are interchangeable. Like there's some weeks where I was like, is this my number two? Is this my number three? You know, kind of a thing. So. Um, Love Julian. Uh, it was exciting to hear a new element with uh, this record where it's a little bit more full bandy, all that sort of stuff. So did you, did you go to the Wiltern show? Was that a town? Oh. Yeah, but I would have liked to. Did you did you get to see I everybody went, on this tour? Yeah, I saw her in, uh, in Boston at House of Blues and it was great. Like, yeah, the, the full band stuff was awesome. It was like super loud. Love that. Um, which is like Julian's always great live, but, you know when it's you're playing it's her up there by herself or maybe someone playing violin like it if people are talking like it could be fairly annoying yeah um but this was just like it was like a loud rock show and it was great but then like you know she stripped it down in the middle where it was just her and then yeah it was great yeah oh it's cool she can she can obviously ebb and flow with the energy there totally totally it's like she reworked some songs to play with the full band. band and oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a highly recommended. Uh, yeah, to see her on this record. Um, this record, the record didn't make my list, but it, she is my favorite civilian recommendation. Like, oh. in this, like when, if you're just like, oh, you like, you know, what, what sort of music you into? And you're trying to like, you know, get in with a person who obviously like has maybe no developed or obvious music taste, or you're just like, Oh, check out Julian Baker. And they're just like, Oh my gosh, what is this? 
<laughs> it's like it's so it's so great to be able to show that and like have people be so excited about it. Yeah. So there you go. Cool. Great. Keep up the good work, Julian. You're you're <laughs> you're wonderful. You're on to something. Yeah. You got something, kid. Yeah. Take it to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Uh Joey's number six? My number six. A record I assume we'll talk about later. Also, uh Deaf Heaven. In- I think we're going to talk about this record later. P- possibly, possibly. Uh, <laughs> Infinite Granite. Um, I'll be honest. I never liked Deaf Heaven until this record. I, re- I remember having discussions like, about, I, I think, I mean, when it was on the sun- sunbather tip, I, I remember you just being kind of like, ah, like, it's okay. Not, not for me. Like, yeah. and I was not excited for this record. I didn't care. Like, I didn't listen to the singles. A friend of mine out here was like, hey, do you want to go see Deaf Heaven? I was like, I do not. I just, And then I think the, the day it came out, Craig put it on at the store. And I was like, what is this? And he's like, this is the new Deaf Heaven. I was like, it's not. And he's like, it is. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, so good. I just um, love that idea. No, no, I disagree with you. Yeah, it's you like, no, no, wrong. this literally is. <laughs> uh, and it blew my mind. It's like unbelievable. Like, that song, The Gnashing, is so really, good. I, it, I, it's like when I don't, when I think of Deaf Heaven, like, and this record's still heavy. Like, that's the thing. It's like, it's still a loud, heavy record, but that song is unbelievably catchy. Like, mm-hmm. it's great. Oh, I, yeah. And then the, I think literally after listening to it a few times a day, it came out. I was like, okay, I think I want to go see Deaf Heaven now. And so now I'm going to go see Deaf Heaven when they're in town. Yeah, I I was I was curious if you did see them already because uh, I this is yeah the first time they're gonna be playing these songs live. Like we played Furnace Fest, but that was like a ten year set exactly. Years. So I was like, you son, I just want to. <laughs> I saw yeah. like one one set list because I my favorite thing is to do is look at band set lists. Yeah. Um, and it's like they just played the whole record, and then like <laughs> yeah, the, the, the like the, the show they did at the Ace Hotel. Yeah, yeah, it was and the then, record, and then like a couple older songs at the end. Yeah, what's the song everyone's like, well, they have to play this song. Oh, uh, Dream House. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm super excited. I can't wait to hear these songs live. Yeah, um, same. I, I can't wait to see it live. We'll talk a little all, more about it maybe later. And that's all yeah. I'll say about that. Yeah, my number five. Uh, Julian Baker, Little Oblivions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right on top of each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Jeremy said. It's so what, now, now that we know, well, obviously we have you know a few records to choose from. Where where are we at? Where are we at on the the, the JB Power rankings? Well, we know we know you're in the bag. My favorite, yes. Uh, I don't think Sprained Ankle is her best record. Um, I right now I feel like Turn Out the Lights is probably her best record, but I feel like her next record could be her best record. Like this is like the transition into like being full band. And I think it's great. Um, and I could, you know, I think if she keeps at it, like the next one will be special. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a good way of viewing. I, I honestly didn't think about it in those terms, but yeah, I, I completely see where you're coming from where it's like, Oh yeah, this is for sure. The next, the next step into the like full bloom evolution of where she can kind of go. Yeah. Um, She's also done a really good job of having each record feel like its own thing. Like you can't be like, oh, this one sounds like the last one because it like all three records, like the first one sounds like someone young who hasn't had any sort of outside opinion. These are the songs that I know how to write. And there's something really special about that. And then the second one was is, yeah, like 
the years between the writing those first songs to this one, like this is clearly like you now a much, you know, stronger songwriter. And now this, this one with a full, it's like, yeah, it's like every record has a completely different feel. And that's one of the most special things you could really ever ask for, for, uh, for an artist, you know? Totally. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for, for what's to come. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this record's great. I think it has some of our best songs. Just the in, the opening to Hardline with the those keyboards is like it's such a good like straight edge anthem. Yeah, it's like Firestorm, basically. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty. pretty That's pretty, what that song's pretty, about, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's I, what I think. I didn't. I I didn't put this record on my list uh, for no other reason other than the fact that I, I tended to just listen to more aggressive music this year, as we are all kind of like talking about, and I just didn't. I didn't listen to the record as much as I I did with her previous ones. So, yeah. Cool. We're not great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ray's number five. Sure, Ray. Okay, I chose for you. Yeah, that's true. I know. Yeah, Jeremy's. You know, I can, I can Jer- easily. Yeah, Jer- Jeremy's a good host as well. Okay, I don't know if you know that, but he hosts a podcast. Joey, I'm just along for the ride. That's true. <laughs> I know. Joe, and now Joey's the only loser that doesn't have a podcast. What's the deal, bro? Um. Anyways, I'm, this, I'm busy. I'm busy running my own business, right? Mm, oh yes, <laughs> yeah. The whole the whole brick and mortar thing. You got to be in the ones and zeros, man. <laughs> uh, my number five record. Is probably the most adorably named uh, band project, whatever you want to call it. The Reds, Pinks, and Purples. You guys ever heard of this before? Nope. Yeah, no. Okay. So this most recent record came out on Slumberland. Um, the record's called Uncommon Weather. It is like the most breezy listen possible. It has like, you know, Smiths, like it, it just a lot of you know jangly they call it kitchen pop (laughs) and it's because it's done by one dude who lives in san francisco he's they've just started to like play out live um but it was a solo project for the first i think two or three records i didn't key into this until this year um but i love this record it is so much uh everything that you would want from you know everything that we were talking about was like you know the killers and like putting it through a certain filter and being like Oh yeah, this kind of sounds like Bruce Springsteen or like War on Drugs and Tom Petty. This, like I said, just really has that jangly pop vibe down to an absolute science, and I I love it. He's released and he's really prolific. Like this is his third full length, and he's releasing another one early next year. And so just just yeah, cranking out the hits. And he's only been doing this since like 2019 or so. Um, mm. So yeah, Tell him he's put taking a giving a big thief a run for their money on who can yeah. Put yeah. <laughs> right exactly like hey or 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 portrayal of guilt where it's like hey you want to uh you want two records in one year how about we how yeah. about we do that um but yeah reds pinks and purples and like anything you can dive into you, like both of you guys bell and sebastian like that vibe as well it's just really really good so okay yeah. love that record jeremy what's your number five my number five is a band called third face the record is called do it with a smile and it fucking rips i'm not familiar uh, at all third face face sounds like a new metal band from the 90s yeah have both of you not listened to this band i've never heard of this band at all either have i okay so uh here's me being an extra promoter they're the they're the first of band on the first half of our tour oh hell yeah so it's on exploding in sound records which makes not a lot of sense uh sonically because it's like it sounds like converge it sounds like old convert like early converge 
Okay. Uh, Nashville band. Um, the the singer Catherine is uh fucking sick. Um, really involved in like the the Nashville DIY scene. Runs a venue there. Um, I just love everything that they're kind of a part of. Uh, and um, yeah, I just this this record came my way uh by recommendation from Soul Glow, and uh, I just yeah I I pre-ordered it as soon as I it went up, and um, it's yeah it's it's really fucking just shreds. Good. It's it's. Is it more, would, would you say it's more was it is it more I guess hardcore or metalcore or just sits firmly in both camps? If you are a fan of No Heroes, it's that era style converge. Okay, like it's very very heavy. Um, yeah, uh, the drummer plays in a band that's on Relapse that is newer that has kind of a, a weird name, which I'm going to look up. Uh, you might know this one, Ray. Uh, Shibby plays in a band called uh Utija. You, oh yeah, what? yeah. Well, Am yeah, I saying that right? I, I don't I don't I've never said it out loud, so yeah, Yauja or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yauja, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a drummer of that band too. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. They recorded uh, they recorded at uh, or that yeah, yeah, Tuja band or whatever. They recorded at uh, Silver Bullet Studios with uh dudes from um The World is a Beautiful Play, Chris Teddy, and then uh, Greg Thomas, who plays in End. So, anyway. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because Shibby also records and like recorded this, like self recorded this record. Um, Cool. It's it's seriously so fucking good. So, I think both of you will be down with it for sure. But yeah, it's uh, Third Face. It's called Do It With a Smile. It's pissed. I love it. This is so, I, 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 this, I mean, obviously, this is why we're friends. It's so funny because all of us are like just pulling out all these heavy records. (laughs) <laughs> like none of it we didn't talk about this like at all in advance it's just like oh yeah we're just all in the same yeah. vibe except recommending different bands it's cool yeah this i feel like this year more than any year or more than at least the last four or five years is like the most aggressive yeah uh, choices that i think the three of us have had we always sprinkle one or two but this is like well, yeah, well that's like a hardcore four. credibility yeah, yeah. Me. hey guys yeah, we're at we're over the hill, right, guys? You know, we yeah. used to like the core with the kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we might have just lucked out with Joey because I don't know if like Panic or Fallout Boy or like uh, <sighs> Charlie Bliss or any of that put out any, put out any stuff. No. Yeah. Fallout Boy probably wouldn't make a top 10 list, Jeremy. They haven't put out a good record in years. Okay. That's, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> we, I guess, yeah, we don't have the usual staples. <laughs> yeah. There are. There's, I guess, Julian and one other repeat customer here on my list. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Um, do I do my number four? I do. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, my number four is the King Woman record called Celestial Blues. It's a good ass record, dude. It's yeah. Good ass fucking record. I, uh, when that first, like when King Woman first came out, I, th- I thought it was cool. I, I, you know, I, seen him played with him all that all that sort of stuff um but the new record when it got announced uh you know sometimes you just are looking at the right thing on the internet at the right time so i like clicked to watch the music video and uh that music video for um what's the song uh morning star is uh one of the best music videos that i've of the last 10 years for sure is it, I, it's, is it an afi cover uh is it yeah, i have a song called that too Morningstar, yeah, yeah well, and they and also a shout out to uh, the the OG uh, vegetarian product Morningstar. Oh sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, so it's actually both. It's actually an AFI cover uh, about, but with words sung about uh, vegetarian project products. Oh. Um, no, it's 
the whole record has is like themed uh a lot of biblical antichristy sort of themes um it's but the video sick i love a one-shot video where the whole performance is done in, in one take um it's got a lot of swagger. It's it's uh, it feels evil. It's super cool, and this, the song is great. It's one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, came out on came out on relapse as well. Relapse, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Came out on relapse. It's, Damn, uh, you're metal. Yeah, you're for sure metal this year, Jeremy. Yeah, I got two relapse records on my list. What the fuck? I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, shout out King Woman. I think this record is great, and uh, it's kind of stayed with me this whole year. Like I, I'll throw it on here and there, and uh, I really enjoy it. Um, interviewed Chris on the, the podcast and, and uh, had a really good talk about this record and, and just kind of her life in general. But yeah, awesome. Yeah, so, there I was you gonna, go. I, I was going to gas you up because, yeah, I really enjoyed that chat you had on the, the podcast with him because it, it just like King Woman is one of those artists where it's like you know, very similar to like, you know, Chelsea Wolf. And it's like there, there's an air of mystery that exists where you're just like, I don't actually feel like I know I, I know this person, but I don't know this person. And it's always mm-hmm. cool when they can show like who they are as humans behind that. It's just like, you know, Emma Ruth Rundle, same sort of thing where it's like there's all of this like like it's not like they're unapproachable, but most people just don't think about them as like a real human because it's like, oh, here's my art. And it's like, yeah, it was fun to it was fun talking to because finding out that like, you know, rides for title fight yeah and stuff like that too you're like love that love <laughs> totally that. totally it's great we're, uh, all, we're all part of the same yeah so there you go king woman celestial blues check it out all right do i toss it to someone sorry i'm so bad at this okay. uh ray what's your number four my number four record i was i i didn't know if this was going to uh, appropriately qualify because this is technically an ep but it, it's five songs but it's like 30 some odd minutes so hmm. cult of luna the raging river I I love Cult of Luna so much. They're such a good band. It was actually the last show I saw prior to the pandemic. It was like, I think on like March 8th or 9th at like the Fonda. And it was one of those things where it's like, everybody's in the room, but being like, I don't feel like we should be here, guys. Like, <laughs> and like they were, it was like their second to last show, the tour and stuff. And um, I mean, Cult of, the fact that they, this band has existed for close to 20 years, they're still, they're putting out some of their best music um this came out on it's like metal blade but it's also their self-release like they have a i don't know if it's an imprint with metal blade or something but um it's just it's beautiful it's crushing it's everything that cult of luna has been doing they just keep incrementally improving in the same way that like you know julian baker just keeps adding layers or stripping stuff away to be able to describe whatever she's feeling at that particular moment cult of luna just continues to do that and it's like they're able to be a full-time band, but not like tour incessantly. Like I just love it when a band can sit in this space where they're just like, Oh yeah, we're going to go out occasionally. And then just like, you know, exist in real life and have these experiences that they can kind of pull from. So I just, yeah, I'll forever worship at the altar of cult of Luna, but that's, even if this is like the first cult of Luna you're ever going to mess with, this is a great place to start because you know, it's five songs, but 38 minutes, but <laughs> anyways, that's the, uh, that's cult of Luna. Twi- twice as long as the slant record. So <laughs> That's true. You can two slants or one cult Luna, whatever you, whatever you're going for. Joey, nice. what's your number four? Uh, my number four is uh, middle kids. Today were the greatest uh, 2018. Their record uh, lost friends was my number one record. Um, and this one is a, probably a better record, but for some reason is number four. I don't know. Um, You've changed. It's great. I mean, yeah. they're from Australia and it's, it's amazing. I love them. Um, just catchy, indie rock, 
Who um, puts this band out? Domino in the States. Okay. Um, yeah, they're really good. I've, I don't know if they're like, you know, if people here really care. Like, are, are they popular? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like they do, they're like, you know, pretty massive in Australia and probably do great in the UK. And then they come here and I, I had tickets to see them. They're the Sinclair, so like 500 cap room and I didn't go. Whoops. Um, and yeah, I don't know. They're great. This record's really good. It, it's, you know, the songwriting's better. I forget. Remind us what it sounds like. I don't know. I'm terrible at that stuff. <laughs> do you, you work at a record store, Joey. You do a great job writing <laughs> writing descriptions on record sleeves of four fans of. Yeah. Uh, yeah I just compare yeah. everything to Rilo Kiley. Okay. Um, okay. But it's not like twangy at all. It's got a little bit of twang, I guess. You, you ever okay. you ever listen to that band Mondays Bay from Australia? I have. Okay. Um, I don't know why like, I just put that <laughs> put them in the same category. I mean, it's like it's it's female singer indie rock um I, this is terrible this is a terrible podcast <laughs> all right well maybe this is your last year joey this record just I'm broke joey i'm horrible at comparing stuff i can never think of comparisons <laughs> when you're put on the spot you you've yeah it's tough i understand it's tough. yeah I just, I just felt like this this particular release you talking about it i see in your face that this one broke you where you're just like i i don't like music anymore <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, what, it, what do you Mostly. mean? Descri- they got guitars. What else do you need from me? Yeah. They did a really good performance on, I don't know, one of those stupid late night shows. God, you've sold, like, you've sold me. Yeah. Like a, they did like a theater, probably in Australia. And it's really good. It was, um, yeah, when everyone was doing like the at home performances. Sure. Um, yeah. Theirs was like, yeah, it was really good. It was really cool. Okay. All right. Well, at least we have a picture, Domino, Rilo Kylie-ish. That's yeah, I think that's good. I don't know, man. Don't worry. No, you're fine. Stop. No forgive pressure. Me for, whatever forgive whatever me I for said asking. in 2018, go yeah. listen to that one yeah. and, sit and be like... He was like more better. eloquent. He, more mature. Yes. Like, you know. Yeah. Sure. It's good. Whatever. Fuck okay. Off. It's fine. It's fine. Don't, you don't don't be so aggressive. Jeez Louise. We're just trying to get some. We're trying to sell, move some units here, Joey. Ready for this? Yes. Ready for this transition? Please. Speaking of aggression, my number three. <laughs> uh, slant. <laughs> Dude, I, I am so stoked that this ranks this high. I'm, I listen to this record. If, if I'm not doing a theme day at the store, <laughs> I listen to this record every time I'm there. I love it. Awesome. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't have to listen to. I'll put the slant record on. It's 16 minutes long. Yeah. And in that time, I'll think of something else to listen to. And it's one of those things where like, I can tell when like, like punks are in there. And it's like, this is like, a this is one of those like go to like uh, punks are like this record. Right. You haven't heard, you haven't heard this before. Or if they have heard it, it's like, they're like, oh, cool. He likes slant. <laughs> <laughs> this store is legit guys. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. We've already talked about it. Slant records rules. Everyone should listen to it. True, true story. Cool, cool. cool. Um, Your number hey, three, Joey. That was my number three. Oh, damn, that's right. Okay, so through it, you yeah, said stick with it. Stick with it. Yeah, Horrible host. I apologize. Unacceptable. My number three record, because you said me, correct? Yeah. Okay, is uh, the Fiddlehead record between the richness. I, I Fiddlehead's great. I mean, it's just so cool to watch that band have 
the attention that they have with this particular record because now it's like they can just do weekends across the country and you know exist in this weird like oh yeah like we're popular with some hardcore kids but then some hardcore kids hate us but then there's a whole new group of kids that are watching us um and and plus i just think that all the the collection of people that are in the band are offering unique uh perspectives um you know not only from like the you know sort of basement and obviously half heart side of things but then how they are just creating all of this cool stuff together i just i really enjoy the record and i think that they're going to um continue to be able to capture people's attention that would never be able to like identify as liking any sort of quote unquote aggressive music. Like this is a, to me, this is also a really safe civilian recommendation of like, Oh, do you like edgy stuff? Like here's the, try this fiddlehead record, see what it does to you. Um, I will say I like this record better than the first one. I am glad to see like all the shows doing very well. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, good. it's it, it's it's like they're doing the incendiary thing, where they where incendiary is like a popular band, but is like yeah we're gonna play like a weekend in L.A. or a yeah. weekend in California like maybe once every two years or it, like just if you're able to do that comfortably and everyone is on the same page within your band like that's cool yeah make it they're making themselves scarce but not like in a way that they they they're trying to make it sustainable which is like yeah it's just cool and they're able to be able to focus on things that um, obviously matter to them while still retaining everything that they are as human beings from like, you know, just being hardcore kids or whatever. So, yeah. The thing I've noticed with this record is we are, whenever we listen to something at the store and it ends, if it is hardcore pop punk, what like any of that, like adjacent stuff, the immediate song it goes into for like, you know, like drug church radio is a fiddlehead song. Totally. Like 99% of the time it goes to the first song on the fiddlehead record. Yeah. Wow. It is. It it totally. And I I think that is just because it is such a, you know, listenable experience. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way. So yeah. Fiddlehead record. Really, really enjoyed that. What's your number three, Jeremy? My number three is the Turnstile record called Glow On. I've, I've heard of this band. I'm yeah. just kidding. If it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, this is gonna this is gonna be on so many people's lists this year. You know, like it's getting love from every single. It's getting love from every direction, whether it's you know NPR or Revolver or you know like the or Complex. Yeah, when you can literally just get love from everywhere and it doesn't feel um, you know, disingenuine, like it it's it I it's a great feeling when you see um everybody collectively agree on something as like this is wonderful and we want this to succeed. Um I love not only, you know, the music on this record, but like I just I I'm so happy for the people involved in this record like when they were doing those, uh, those, those, the, the showings at theaters in a few different places across the States, um, going out to the LA one and seeing those music videos, like on a big screen with like running into one another, like it was uh, remarkable. Like so few bands can pull that off and have it be, um, such a unique experience. I don't, it's, 
those music videos are incredible. It was such a great lead up into what this record was. Um, I think this band has such a great message where it's just literally the idea of just love and acceptance. That's it. There's like nothing. There's not an ounce of negativity that you can find in this. And it doesn't feel campy or cheesy or anything like that. It's just it's a it's a perfect vibe. It was a perfect summer record. Um, so I, there's, I, no, I there's want... no there's no pretension about it either where it's like at you, all you feel like anybody that even just passively pays attention to the band knows that that is reflective of who they are as people and to see it live come on like uh going out to the when they when they played california um i think they played that garden grove outside weird venue, garden amp yeah garden yeah. amp or whatever oh my god like the energy in the room and the and what was really interesting i talked to uh i've talked to a few different friends about it is like there there was a bigger reaction to the new songs on that record and it hadn't even been out a week yet to as opposed to the songs that you know like the song that was on the the seven inch that everyone you know beats each other up to you know uh like the first song on that seven inch or whatever um or even, you know, some of the more moshier songs off of uh, two records before that, you know, like when it feels like two different bands almost at this point, um, like it still makes sense for the most part in a set. But um, it, it's there's such an interesting band when it even comes to like what we would consider masculinity. It, it just I feel like it challenges so many different things and it's thought provoking and it's it's just I don't know. I can ramble all day. I I uh i want nothing but the best for this band and and this record is just fun and you can put it on at any time it's a great song to, it's a great record to listen to when you're fucking you know whether you're driving with your friends or uh driving home from a movie at fucking 11 o'clock at night you know like it's it's perfect so there you go that's my real one turnstile i will save my thoughts okay <laughs> it it didn't make my list and the only reason being because uh and this was just more from a public facing perspective where it's just like a lot of other i first of all i knew one of you was going to put it on there <laughs> so we could talk about it but i was just like well th- this record is going to get a lot of love and um you know like i'm, I'm gonna reserve that spot for someone else <laughs> sure yeah yeah i get it um do i what am i doing my passage to somebody what am i doing or is it someone else's turn your number two, I yep. think. Yep. Oh, correct. okay. My number two, Manchester Orchestra, the Million Masks of God. Hooey. I guys, this is the first Manchester Orchestra record I really, really like. <laughs> I got into the band now. I remember you texted us. You're like, <laughs> I, it finally happened. I got it. <laughs> this is this one's connecting. This one's working. It did. It didn't. Uh, make, it didn't make my list. I'll, I'll I'll bury the lead there. But yeah, continue. Uh. I, you know, I have a, a love for this band. I was a fan of this band uh, long before um, I ever got to know them in any capacity. We've, you know, Andy sang on our last record. Um, I know they've been working on this record. They had to sit on this record for a really long time and then getting to finally hear it. Uh, just like the intro to the record is fucking incredible. What this guy can do with harmonies is insane. I love that the first uh, like 25 minutes or 20 minutes of this record is feels like it's all one song and not in a bad way. Like how they flow into one another is like really clever. And then how the back half of the record is very somber and just like quiet and beautiful. I don't know. I think it's an incredible record. And uh, 
I just found myself listening to it all throughout the year. So there you go. I, Man, I, I feel like we need to spend more time with it because I have not listened to it enough. Um, sure. Yeah. I, I feel recommend like it, it. I, I feel like it really, it, I mean, I, like we've talked before, the band is always, I've always thought that they were good, but nothing like grabbed me to want to keep listening to it. But I think this record to your point of it just, it felt so effortless, even though there was, it was such a dense record, like in a good way. And I, I, I just, it felt like it, it was a, a band that was not only firing on all cylinders, but they were just like, we're so confident in who we are that it's just like inescapable. And now I'm like, all right, yeah, I, I, I fully like Manchester Orchestra. I'm not just like sitting on the <laughs> sidelines being like, go team, go. I'm like, all right, guys, put me in coach. Have you gone back to the other records? Yeah, there. I mean, you, you guys have always been right. I know that. <laughs> I never was like stubborn from I, that perspective. But I yeah. still, like, and I think part of the problem is I love simple math so much that like I hear other like newer Manchester, Manchester, Manchester Orchestra records and just go, I just want to listen to simple math. And like, that's kind of like my problem, I think at this point. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. And what's cool about that, Joey, is that I don't even know if that record is considered a fan favorite. I don't think it is. Yeah. I think that, I think that's like a little bit of a underappreciated or maybe, you know, some fans like that one towards the bottom or something, you know? Yeah. That, I, that records, that is my favorite. Um, yeah. yeah. It's great. But uh, I need to spend more time with this one. It's, it's a, I mean, even if you just, it feels like almost two different records. I'm sure, I don't know if you agree with me, Ray, where it's like the side A to side B, it's two, it feels like two different records. And depending on your mood, you could be like, I'm going to start listening to this record on track seven, or I'm going to start listening to it at track one. And it's fulfills two different feelings. So, yeah. And there's so much, and there's so much that you can take away from not only both of those experiences of the polarities there, but then like, if you're like the songs just have so much going on with them that you hear. And I know it's like a total cliche where it's like, you hear new stuff every time you listen to it, but it's like, it's I've true. experienced that. Yeah. Um, and what I think is so cool about Andy as a singer, um, is that as we've seen with the amount of collaborative stuff he's done on records this last year and a half between lament between now the every time I die record, the tiger's jaw record, Anytime he starts singing, you're like, oh, now it sounds like a Manchester song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Like, it doesn't matter what band it is. Like the like the his part on the Every Time I Die record, granted, it's like kind of the departure song in the Every Time I Die record. Like it's it's not like a fast riffy song like the rest of them, but but when he comes in, you're like, now it sounds like his band. It's crazy. And that's like yeah. that's such a uh that's yeah, it's it's such a it's a talent to be able to do that. It's a skill. I, it's a skill. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'll never forget when I sent when I sent him the demo for for Limelight. And his response was, "Oh, those are my kind of chords." And then it just <laughs> came up with all that. I was like, "Oh, all right. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I'll Have hand you, this over to you." Yeah. Have you listened to the Christmas record at all? I so I think that's older, but they just re- maybe put it out on vinyl. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I, I know it's, it's labeled as Volume One, so I don't know like. I, because in my head I was like, I feel like I've heard I, this was from a while ago. But yeah, I I know I need to get that on on vinyl. Is that like a limited thing? Was it? It wasn't like a Black Friday thing, was it? No, it's limited first press on color, which mm. means there's just like forty five thousand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it says Christmas songs volume one. That's interesting. So, oh, it looks like last year they did it digitally, and now it's on vinyl. Oh, okay. 
because yeah, I was like, I know I know this album cover too. Yeah, so Got I did it. listen to it last year, but I need to, I should revisit it. I mean, that's a voice that works really well. Is the season? Song. Yeah, exactly. It's true. Um, I'm excited. I'm uh, I'm interviewing Kevin Devine next week and uh, for the Christmas episode, and I was like, Yo, I know you can play everything. Would you do? Would you? Do a Christmas song? He's like, yeah, I'll do a Christmas song. So I'm excited. He's gonna. He's like, I, I yeah. thought you would never ask. Yeah. <laughs> Literally right now. Yeah, yeah. That guy has. He's one of those people who has that talent. Where like his, he's done it live a billion times. Where like someone will just be like, he like yell out something, and someone will just yell the most random like '90s hit, and he's like, I don't know if I know how to play, and then he'll just like go into it, and like it just yeah, incredible. Yeah, false modesty of like, oh, I know everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, cool. Uh, whose turn is it? Am I passing it to one of you? Yes, you are. Joey, what's your number two? My number two is Turnstile. Um, <laughs> uh, as of earlier today, it was my number one. And I was like, it's not my number one. It's my number two. Yeah. Um, a kid just fell. Uh, <laughs> I just hear, ow! <laughs> are you sure that wasn't a Turnstile mosh call out? Might have been. <laughs> um, this was a record that like, when it came out, I didn't listen to it for a good two weeks or so because the way people were talking about it, I was just like, I, I can't do this. Like I'm going to listen to it and be like, <laughs> I was like, you know, this is the, ref- this is our refuse shape of to come. They're the new Nirvana. Just all this stuff. I'm just like, Nope. Like yeah. hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hyperbole machine. Let's calm down. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's just, I had to wait for all of that to go away so I could listen to it with like a fresh mind and not being like, cause I know if I went in like day one, I'd be like, yeah, this is fine. Like, you're all like, what are we doing here? Um, so when I went back to it, I was like, oh, okay. I think maybe everyone was being a little dramatic, but also I get it. Like, this record's fantastic. I get frustrated when people are quick to say it's the new something where a lot, a lot of times I, I, it's like people are afraid to let something be it's maybe, yeah. maybe it's, maybe it's its own thing. Well, maybe that's what makes like, it special. Turnstile, like, What's turnstile sounds like nothing, but also sound not the band nothing. They sound yeah, I know like nothing, but also sound like you're like, oh, that sounds like shelter, and like I think sounds like snap case, snap like late era snap case, or uh, or as Patrick Kinlan once said, they can really make a sum forty one riff work. Yeah, like they take all these things that like the the fact that hardcore kids, hip hop kids, punk whoever hear this record. That there are moments that sound like 311 and are like, yeah, this is my shit. Yeah, I'm like, following along, right? <laughs> like, that is something special that most bands can't get away with. And it's like, I have drank the Kool Aid. I am all in. I bought tickets to their 45 band tour and I will, and I'm, and I'm excited to go. Yeah. You'll show, you'll show up five minutes before they play. Perfect. Well, Just like an adult. I want to see Truth Cult. That band rips. Yeah, they do. And there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, respect. Yeah. I like that uh, you want to see a band that's likely playing first and then you have to, you have to be there for the rest of the show. I mean, I would, you know, I mean, watch ceremony, was probably cool. Like ceremonies, always a good time. Yeah. yeah. I've seen uh, that. Right. The, uh, but, like, Turnstile is one of those bands where it's like, you know, they're hardcore kids. They came up as a TUI side project. Their shows were always crazy. I remember seeing them the first time I really saw Turnstile, like when Turnstile was Turnstile, was on one of those like big package hardcore tours that used to happen in the summer. And 
Bane was headlining and Turnstile played before him and Turnstile blew him off the stage, which is hard because it's Bane, Bane to me is like yeah. the greatest live hardcore band of all time. It's like people were just like, yeah, no, I'm done. Like it was at the Soma side, side stage, which there's not a lot of like, there's like a weird, like not barrier, but like metal bar. Yeah. It was just utter chaos. Like no one cared about their physical well being <laughs> in like a safish way. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, didn't seem dangerous, but like. Let's all exuberantly was, party. Yeah. 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 And, it was just, and like, I thought that record, I for, no, it's not feeling. It was like an interesting hardcore record. Time and space I thought was okay. And then this one just was like, they got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I've admitted to, I, first time I talked to Dan, I, I was very forthcoming. I said, I was not in when, when this band, when you're, when I first caught wind of it, like I, it didn't speak to me. It wasn't for me or anything like that. But then I saw it live. And when I saw it live, I was like, oh, I, I, now I get it. Yeah. Now I get I it. it. Not, o- not only do I now get it, but I am, I have signed up for a membership. I have bought stock. I'm part of the team. Yeah, I'm, exactly. Yeah. I've there gone was, from like I don't think this is for me to to uh, I'm I'm in for the long haul. Well, it's like there was there's something that like I haven't watched the whole Hate Five Six record release video or like the the show. But the but end. someone someone tweeted the end and was just like the last like three minutes was like oh my god like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen like it is so touching it is hair raising it's a yeah, hair raising thing to it's it, beautiful it's it's one I, of the most beautiful things i've ever seen captured from a punk show i can only imagine like you know we've been going to shows for way too long we are we are not young but to like be a young kid right now to be able to experience something like that like that's transformative like that's something where you'd be like oh, i'm in like it's wholly it's wholly unique too it's exactly what it's like that that experience of like you know the first time whatever you see like a band cry on stage (laughs) it's just like that same foundational thing where it's just like i will never forget that because of this yeah Yeah. uh yeah i hope young people realize how special this is i I mean it, it, it might take the older generation to to see it and point it out you know, as a mo- as opposed to young people who might just be like, "Yeah, the band's cool." Like this th- this part was cool during their set, but like, I-, I hope people, I hope younger generation people really realize how special this thing because is. Because like, I feel like especially within like hardcore and like everyone's so jaded and so like shitty in a way where it's like nothing you know nothing makes people happy really. <laughs> like you go to shows, you like, I want to punch someone in the face, I want to stage dive. It's like this is a truly unique experience that like is connected to ever like punk and hardcore. And you know, yeah, it's a, I feel like watching the end of that was like, Oh, this is a game changer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we don't, this we don't see this all the time. Yeah. I want them to be the biggest band in the world. It's up, it's up to radio and MTV to step up and, and make it happen. Cause the pieces are all there. Totally. It's all there. Yep. Well, the thing I find so interesting is like, because didn't they record the record with the guy who does like a bunch of the Blood Orange stuff, or like I, with, they, with they the, recorded, like, yeah, recorded in like Nashville uh, with it, yeah, some, mm-hmm. a producer who doesn't do stuff like them, and it's like that's awesome. Like, I wish more bands would take that chance and like, you know, yeah, yeah, go something not, completely out of the ordinary. Not, like, you know, there's there's so many safe choices that so many bands make. Um. You know, it's very cool to see 
a band take a chance and mm-hmm. it pay off. Top, you know, top and bottom, like you know, from the start of the recording process to the artwork, like everything that lays into it is all a deliberate I mean, choice I, for obvious reasons. I mean, going back to like, like talking about vinyl, like the vinyl for this record, like it's awesome. But like the, I mean, the packaging is awesome. But just like it is a coveted like, like thing that people want, mm-hmm. and it does not exist right now. I'm sure. Like, yeah, that thing that thing disappeared quick. Yeah, and that's like, it's cr- like it's crazy. Like, yeah. Shout out Turnstile. <laughs> Way to go, Turnstile. In yeah, summation, Turnstile, Turnstile, good band, good band. Yeah. Roadrunner, speed up that repress. Thank you from yeah. Uh, yeah. Re- retailers nationwide. You're you're <laughs> you're year and a half, bare minimum. <laughs> so, uh, t- right, you're, you're, you're yeah. number two. My number two, a, a, also a great hardcore band. The one step closer record. The place you know. I like, I love this band so much. Like, this is obviously just like Turning Point reincarnated, except obviously played by young children from Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. Um, I just, I, I got this record, like, punished James, the publicist, <laughs> for the, uh, in advance of the record, and then was just like listening to it on a web streaming platform forever. And I was like, this is such a good record. It's so, not only is it like fun, it's uh, honestly, it's like, it's it it gives me the same feelings as like the turnstile record does obviously like completely different experiences like whereas you know one step closer is hitting a lot of the same things that have been hit on in hardcore for many many years um but i just love their blend of melody aggression everything that they have going on and it's just cool that people are paying attention to it because anytime a melodic hardcore band rises you know above the cream of the crop and people outside of the hardcore world paid attention to it um yeah i just love this record so much and it it um i listened to it a tremendous amount in ways that i just like i mean it, it, listening to it on a website like <laughs> just doing that like just just through the whole day just keep keep it on repeat so yeah i love i love the record so much and it's they're really good live too yeah. i like i have to look i feel i was like i pre-ordered did the pre-orders for that record ship do you are they like in hand did you pre-order from the triple from the cover oh uh, they uh, I, I got both of mine. Yeah, I did. I did. I and I haven't bought two copies of a record in like ages. I did one from Revolver, and then I did one from um, uh, Run for Cover, and I got both of mine. Because yeah, I'm like I can't remember if I pre-ordered this, but I feel like I did. <laughs> I, I have to like go through my. I'm like literally going through my email right now. I'm like, did I pre-order this? Record? Did I pre-order this? Yeah, you should have it. Uh, it's I'm really, really mad at myself if I did. Um, uh, this is. A sentence I'm about to say. I was watching the new Say by the Bell, which is hilarious, um, by the way. I heard it's pretty good. Uh, and there's a kid in it who dresses like the singer. Because like this they wear he has like he has like the same hair, like curly, like longer hair, but like the the 90s look of like cut off like dickies. Yep. And it's just like, oh, this is the this is a thing. Like this is a, a fashion thing again. And I was like, it's like he looks like the singer of one step closer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Shout, shout out to shout out to the cyclical fashion that yeah. happens in our lives because we're old now. <laughs> That's funny, but yes, one step closer. Love that record. Um, my, I, I will do my number one because that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Uh, my number one is the Death Heaven record. I, 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 besides on the very bottom of my list, the Teenage Wrist record. I think <laughs> I listened to this more and the most when they had they had three singles that came out before the record came out i remember 
And I'm sure you guys have experienced this where like, say you're, you know, on a trip or on tour or whatever the case may be. If you get stuck in like certain situations where you just kind of like keep listening to the same songs over and over, those three songs that they had out before the record, I just kept listening to as I was like, you know, taking my family around and whatever, just, you know, going, we, we were in Hawaii and it was just, just, I, it, that's like all I listened to musically. And I, I just, I, I can't believe the band took this huge of a swing where they're just like, all right, let's continue to bum out people who want us to be a metal band still. Like we're not guys like pay attention to the evolution of the band. Um, and then making it just so incredibly catchy and dense and like everything that you felt like the band was always going for, but then finally have arrived to it. And now, um, yeah, now I hope that people not only listen to the record with that same mindset of what you came in Joey with, where you're just like, Oh, I didn't really, yeah, the band really wasn't for me. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh no, this band is for me. <laughs> and I hope that more people arrive to it with that, that freshness and, you know, their eyes wide open of like, Oh wow, this is like not the band that I thought they were. Has there been like backlash? I haven't really noticed any really. I'm sure there's been some, I'm sure I, some... there, ha- there probably has to be, but I, I, I honestly, I haven't noticed a, a like, groundswell of people being like oh man like screw this band now they're like a, a you know a pop rock band or whatever i'm just gonna throw in it it's my number one record too so it's that's to give that away it's my number one record too um and we'll just jump on i'll just we'll get through Please. all this right now so uh i was very nervous for them because it's like this feels like the opportunity for people to to make a spectacle of them in a rude way so sure so pitchfork gave it a very bad review which was very frustrating yes what what what, what sort of what sort of bad grade was it it was like a five like they went they cut deep and it was just like and as soon as i saw that i was like fuck you like like that it's it was just shocking to me because i mean they're also a band they're like one of the few bands in them and like the national are the only two bands i could think of that like have gotten best new music with every single record and then to have it just like give them this bad review, it's I was like, crazy. "Come like, on, it's yeah, so." Tough. And then the review is just typical, like trying to do something different. It's like, can, can we just like get over the fa- like? Look, maybe it's not the record you wanted to hear, but you cannot deny it's a fucking great record. Like it. Well, that's for, for people. It's like yeah these are guys that are, this is the kind of music these guys have always enjoyed you know and they've been really good at writing metal records and now look they're really good at writing this kind of a record too like george's voice is incredible dude you know his the the whispering that he does on this record is like it, obviously it's phenomenal it's haunting like it could be the worst thing you've ever heard in your life when someone like whispers on a record but the, yeah. the way he does it you're just like Oh my god! Yeah, well, the, the thing about like the Pitchfork stuff is like, especially if they've gotten best new music every time, it's like whoever got assigned that record should have listened to it. I mean, maybe that's not how it works. I, I don't know, whatever. And been like, hey, this isn't for me, but maybe someone else here might appreciate it more and be able to give it a more open-minded review and not not metal, no like. It's you know, like, yeah. Well, you know as we know how the world works where it's like sometimes things happen and you hate to think it things really are this way, but I think they are where it's like, well, what's going to make people talk about our website a lot today. Yeah. Yeah. How are we going to get some clicks we shit on this? We're going to get a lot of, uh, yeah, we yeah. know that we know that this is an angle. We, this is a take that we can yeah. lean in on 
and people will talk about it because this record is so different. And so we need to zig where everyone else is zagging or as soon, whatever. As soon as I saw it, the, the, and Ashley and I have talked about it a bunch where it's like this, this website will have to do revisionist history on this record. This record will be, if it didn't connect, there's, I mean, there's, there's some metal publications and stuff for people that I know that write for that stuff that are, we're not fans of it. And I've just been like, y'all are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this is, <laughs> This you could not be more wrong. Like this, this is their best record. Um, and similar to, I mean, Joey, like what you're saying, like you not being a fan and now you're a fan. Like, um, Ashley has always enjoyed. You know, she loves the guy. You know, she loves George. Like we've been around. Like, but she wouldn't put on a Deaf Heaven record if she was by herself. But she thinks this, she loves this record. Like I listen to it all the time. Yeah. Like like genya genya uh uh, nick's wife who you know obviously he's no like genya's known the deaf heaven guys forever he's designed all their records and stuff like like she loves this she loves this record like it's it's just opened them up to to such a bigger you know a bigger appreciation for people who never really gave him a chance because metal's not for everybody but this record is for everybody and it's really good and there are there are heavy parts like where it's like yep there's like the whole end of the last song. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, great mass of color and the gnashing are so good. Get it, out of here. It, it's so, and it, the th- it's funny because there are moments where it like legitimately sounds like cold play <laughs> where it's like, you're listening to it. And you're just like, this is played in a damn arena. Like you know this, it, it's so wild. There are parts that remind, it's like, this is, if like, Code Seven continued to be a band <laughs> and had a good budget and like That's a good call, yeah. Like there was like elements of Code Seven, which I I mean the Rescue to me is a perfect record. Um, do yeah, you like, do you one of the fir- like first time I heard it, I texted Nick and I was like, "Who does George sound like?" And I was like, right out the gate, I feel like at moments it sounds like Davy Havoc. Yes, there is the Davy Havoc element to it, but I. Th- like it more i like it more um but then there's also like there's there's a specific 80s singer like like new wavy singer that i haven't fully been able to pinpoint at some points it kind of sounds like early depeche mode like some 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 very sure. early hear that some of that but there's like someone in particular well, like, in day, ass, like that whole like yeah I, I hear that for sure yeah mm-hmm. like there's elements of some of that but um and then when like question when George's question about it, he's like, you're, you're like, is it like an, like, what is it? Depeche mode? What is it? And he's like, I don't know. I like all that stuff. So probably. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's the, per- it's the perfect blend of all. And, and that honestly that like, I, I say Coldplay, but it's like that, that is like the vocal stylings of being able to be larger than obviously like life and being able mm-hmm. to lean into something where it's like, you know, George obviously is a, quietish human to begin with but then to be able to embody what he does on stage and like step into that is just it's incredible yeah i cannot wait to see it live um i yeah i'm I'm glad glad this podcast appreciates it because yeah more people need to it's it's a a rare thing when we find a record that all three of us i think one year we had an all had the national laws are number one but yeah (laughs) yeah it's like anytime that happens we're just like well we know what we're doing like at least one number one (laughs) and number two we know what's happening yeah yeah joey did you do your number one no now for something completely different (laughs) let's do it uh this is a record uh by an artist named mustafa uh the record i feel like scott i am scott arnold here (laughs) (laughs) what what mustafa Uh, 
Mustafa. The record's called When Smoke Rises. The only reason I heard of it is because of the store. I got you know solicited through one of our distributors. It's like <laughs> a distributor. Rec- wow. All right. It, it was just works. like you know, it works. It yeah, right. And you read a one sheet and you got in. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this artist for fans of? Okay, all right. Yeah. I'm interested. And it was like it sounds like he he he's from Toronto. Um, he describes it. it he calls it uh, inner city folk music. Okay. And it's all about him growing up in Toronto and dealing with like gun violence and losing friends. And he, he's also known Mustafa, the poet. I did a lot, I did a lot of research. Like, I was like, who is this person? Right. Friends with, uh, friends with Drake, obviously. He, in a few years ago, Drake like retweeted one of his poems. Wow. Uh, he was like, you know, poet laureate or whatever for like, uh, not Trousseau, the Canadian prime minister. Like he wrote like Trudeau Trudeau, like he's and like, and then, so he, he connected with this one guy and they helped write a, like, like a hook for, for the weekend. And what's her name? Uh, Camilla, Camilla Cabello. Yeah. Avril Lavigne. No Avril Lavigne. I'm just kidding. He, he, he helped write sucker with the Jonas Brothers. Like there's all these like pop hits. Okay. And then he puts out this record that is, it sounds like, like Suf, Sufjan Stevens, Carrie and Lowell. Like wow. it's, Whoa. it's like sad. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's about him growing up in Toronto and being in the inner city, but it's like a folk record. And he, he, I don't know how often he plays shows. He played a show in LA and in New York a few, like in the past few months. And it's like, they showed the New York show to some like weird, like, like fashion thing. And like Kim Kardashian's there and he's like <laughs> hanging out the weekend. And I was like, how does he know the weekend? Like, what, what am I like? Yeah. My mind is just blown. And then I like now like, Oh, he helped you work with the week. Like, but this record, I mean, it is phenomenal. Like what's album called? When smoke rises, when smoke rises. And it's like, I push it on every single person that comes in. I've had trouble selling. (laughs) It's like, it's, I've never, I'd never heard of him. You know, I mean, he's, he's seen, you know, in Toronto, like the Toronto, he's done like, he uh, made a movie about, I think like poets in Toronto or like the poetry scene. Like, I mean, he's an incredible writer and yeah. I'm excited. To listen to it. Yeah, me yeah. too. I'm, I'm hyped. That's, you, that's do, you have the, like, do you have the vinyl me please pressing of it? I do. I was like, I just looked up it. I'm on his discogs just to be like, what's available? Like what's, what's the story here? And I was like, Ooh, there's a numbered version. Of course it's a vinyl meat. Please yeah. go. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. That, I do have that. Uh, yeah. It just, you know, I was making my list and I was like, well, I listen to the turnstile record more, but like, this is the record that that's like the safe, like, yeah, that's the most fun record. But like, this is the record that like, it has affected me the most. Like it's like thought provoking. And then like, you know, seeing like how he grew up and yeah, just there's additional layers to it beyond yeah. just like, yeah. And now I'm just like, please, please tour, like, please, like, you know, like if he plays New York again, not at a fashion show, like I would go to New York to see him. Like it's, you yeah. just have to get more famous, obviously. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm working on it. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Right, we'll, we'll try We'll try to help you, Joey. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, this has been a very eventful top ten, as it always is. We've is, learned. Is, is there any? Uh, 
is there any honorable men any any like oh i really wanted to make this to make the list but it didn't any did you guys have any quick ones like you just throw out you don't have to talk about it for 30 minutes but just one of those Lo- love yeah well love that gate creeper ep love That's that good. Gate creeper ep sounds That's like good. endeavor wild but yeah wait here's a quick conversation a lot of good eps this year Dude. a lot of good seven inches this year well, which is rare this the Mustafa records only eight songs. Okay, it's, it's longer than the the uh, slant record. So, but like <laughs> Military Gun, great EP. Yeah, like Spiritual Cramp, great set, great, great seven inch EP. Yeah. Like, uh, there's just there's quite a lot of them. Spice I really seven inch. I, I really liked, uh, and this is I know a very quote unquote mainstream pick, but like honest, like I love that band Knocked Loose. That EP is really good. It's really wild because like here's like the most like gateway hardcore band that's releasing this like dark EP, and I don't know. I just there's a lot going on there, and like that band. There's a band called a Dying Wish or Dying oh, Wish. That record's really good. That record is like the most basic metalcore record ever, but like man, I listen to it so much, so good. I just want a basic metalcore record. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, did you guys listen to that to the Betrayal of Guilt chat pile seven inch? Did you listen mm-hmm. to the band chat pile? I didn't know. Like I I'm guilty. I've always been guilty. If I get a split seven inch, I'm really going to listen to the band that I am interested in. <laughs> right. I was like that. I'm familiar well. with. Uh, but for some reason, I, I like the day that went up. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck it. Let's hear the other band. And Clayton literally texted me as I hit play and was like, have you fucking listened to this? Um, <laughs> it's really hard to kind of uh, to go to joey it's hard to kind of pinpoint what this band sounds like but the closest thing i can come to is uh nirvana bleach era and especially when kurt cobain is just like belligerent like kind of like yeah like the like the squeaky blow then high like voice cracky sort of fucked up like the vocals sound fucked up and it's (laughs) I'm all for it. So I'm excited to see what that band does. But um, that, that's oh, yeah. a song that like stood out to me. It's like, holy shit. Um, I really like that new Weekend Friends. Um, there's an artist named Katie Kirby who got a really good record this year. Have Can either you of you, have either of you listened to black country new road? And do you have thoughts? I'm not, I have not listened. I don't know what that is. Okay. So they're on this, they're on the label Ninja tune. They're from the UK. They're from London. Um, I caught, I thought to check it out because the album cover is, um, it it looks like a throwaway cover from Vagrant Records in the early two thousands. Like it looks like it looks like from the same photo shoot as the Hey Mercedes Every Night Weekend uh, cover. Like I'm not kidding you. It's it's the same kind same of thing. thing. Um, and the is band is Ziploc bag with the plane in it. No, no, that's like for a single. Uh, it's it's the the record. Uh, is called for uh, the first time. Yeah. Oh, with a kid. It looks like a Hey Mercedes. The yes. Hey Mercedes. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. So um, the it's like it's hella avant-garde and like there like there's a ton of people in the band. But um, I could also listen to it and be like, these kids like Law Dispute. <laughs> you know nice. what I'm saying? Sure. Like, yeah, like you're like, I don't know if you're pulling the influence from there. Yeah, but I like, can hear it. It's getting all the big write ups of like, you know getting all the the big uk love you know the uk has got like such a big scene going with the idol with bands like idols and all the bands that sound like idols and and all that sort of stuff which is like fontaines and dc like all that sort of stuff like cool 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 but uh this band is super interesting and um 
there's there's a few cringy lyrics on it that I hear and I'm like, you're young, you're gonna probably yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll look back in six months and be like, mm, yeah, like yeah. He, he there's even like he quotes Phoebe Bridgers in it, um, he, which is like that's pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, he says like, why do you sing with an English accent in a song? Um, he also like he shouts out Kanye in a song, which feels very random, but. I'm like, it's one of those things where like, I, I, I heard a song and I bought the LP out of like, I'm interested. Yeah, and then tell I me put more. On, yeah. I even texted Nick and I was like, I could be convinced that I hate this or that I like it. I don't know. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just not. right on that edge. Yeah. I'm so I, I would be curious for both of you. The first song is instrumental and it's called instrumental and it's like, it sounds like chick, chick, chick. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wild. I, was, I was excited to hear see both of your reactions to me saying chick chick huh. chick. Uh the first song sounds like chick chick chick. And then start with that song, Athens, France. It's is I'm very curious to hear both of your takes on it. But um I, I I hit up our agent in the UK. I was like, I feel like we could probably play shows to this band. I think they're bigger than us already over there because they're from UK. But like, you know, there's yeah. also we always we've we've talked, I think, in the past about there's the divide where like a lot of the indie world doesn't want to mix with our world. So I doubt it'll happen, but right. um, it would make sense sonically, I think. But, yeah. So that's a shout. There you go. That's cool. Well, I, uh, I think we did it guys. We uh, kept it at a tight two hours. Like we usually do. Um, <laughs> you know, and if you're, if you're still listening, you know, we appreciate it and we will continue to do this until one of us dies. And even yeah. then we may continue it on. Yeah, maybe. Or, end, end, it, end it on a dark note. Yeah, I know. yeah. Jesus. Well, I, I mean, we're gonna do it for like forty years, guys. I mean, That's like true. we're already at like you know a good ten plus years, so we got it. Yeah. If of- I die, uh, you two both know me well enough. Make up a I'll list of what list. you think I would like. Yeah. Say, actually, that is a great covenant. Yeah, that's a great that, that's a great promise we will make to one another right yeah. here, right now. We will make each other's lists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be perfect. We're just like, hey, Joey, here's some females vocalists, and obviously, if AFI yeah. releases a record, this, this, out this, B-sides, this is from Australia. <laughs> from Australia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! All right, I adore you guys. I adore you as well. Are still listening at the end of this episode first of all i commend you because that is a uh you know it's a long long podcast two plus hours but uh i always let you know what's happening next week and next week is a doozy it's uh with ken andrews from failure i'm laughing because i'm just like wait this is real i got to talk to ken andrews for over an hour and we nerded out about failure and uh, man i love the band i absolutely love them and so they just released a new record, and I was happy to have Ken on the show. So that's what we got next week. I'm taking no weeks off, okay? Holidays, be damned. You will be getting new episodes of this podcast. So that's what we got next week. Thank you for sticking around. And until then, please be safe, everybody.